Hey guys, everybody, welcome to the Biomass Podcast, and it looks like we're on episode eight with uh, the name to be determined later, as usual. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out quickly to Sarai for championing that one right before we walked in. So that means we're never going to name this episode, just so you guys are tracking, so we maybe make a big deal about that in the show and in the text. But anyway, uh, looks like a kind of a fun show tonight. we got a lot of new faces on tonight uh, that we're going to talk a little bit about the CPM stuff, talk a lot about the Hotfix Bravo stuff. Because uh, that's actually, uh, again, another positive trend we've got going on in the game. And a little bit about what guys have just been kind of kicking around and doing. Uh, we'll probably kick out some, some free-floating topics toward the end. Maybe some things we saw at E3 that look like that might be interesting to play uh, while we're waiting around for uh, Legion to, to pop up or percolate. Or when we're taking a break from Dust or Eve or something like that. But we've got a lot of good things we can talk about tonight. and We've got a lot of people on. And so what we'll do is we'll get right into the uh, intros and we'll lead it off with Ryzel. Yeah, I'm Sarai Zell. I'm a co-host here on uh, on Biomast. Um, I am an alliance, uh, a leader of the Top Men Alliance. Um, I can't speak in straight sentences today. Um, and uh, I am also running for CPM1. Excellent. And Bam Havoc. Uh, yeah, how's it going? Uh, just a gamer. That's it, really. Perfect. Uh, Cross? Krasa2, CPM1 candidate, member of OSG and the CI Alliance, and um, hopefully managing to keep my voice from going out in the middle of the podcast tonight. Fox. I'm Fox Gaden, uh, CEO of the Immortal Guides uh, Training Corp and co-founder of the Learning Coalition. Uh, I've also been uh, doing extensive coverage on the CPM1 election. Okay, and Iron Wolf, sir. I'm Iron Wolf Saber. I'm the CPM one. I'm CPM zero and CPM one candidate. Awesome. And Derry. I'm Derry from OSG. I'm direct for OSG. I'm tech support for Biomass. And Pokey Draven. Uh, I'm Pokey Draven, CEO of OSG Planetary Operations, uh, director and covert interventions alliance, and a CPM one candidate. And expelled. Hi, Expel Dust, um, CPM1 candidate and token Aussie on this show. Very good to have that with us. Awesome. Okay. Uh, and if anybody here, here's some extra background, my co-pilot is, uh, is my five-year-old right now. So he's def- desperately trying to help me with the mumble buttons, just so everybody knows that. Uh, okay. And so what we'll do is we'll start off a little bit with our new CPM1 candidates that are here to the show. Hey, really uh, quick. By the way, my name. Yep, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to throw in there, um, if anybody wants to add any questions, um, do join the Biomass channel in-game, and I will be paying attention to it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm totally like multitasking right now. So that would actually be a, a pretty pretty spiffy thing that Sarai helped us out with. And we'll be able, we'll be able to track you on that or the, the Skype channel we have for the Biomass Green Room. So with that, I'm Jason Harrison. I'm a member of OSG and CI. And as, as Bam said, I'm just a gamer. And as Fox said, I'm kind of watching stuff closely. So uh, beyond that, what we'd like to do is start a little bit with our new CPM1 candidates. Uh, we'll lead off with Iron Wolf, Iron Wolf Saber, uh, who is a current CPM0 member and a hopeful CPM1 member. Uh, Iron Wolf's got a pretty, pretty strong reputation in the community, as most CPM or CSMs would. Uh, and he's been probably the most prolific forum poster that I can think of uh, outside of uh, a guy by the name of General John Ripper and his 17 alls. So uh, what we'd like to do is just kind of turn it over to, to, uh, to Saber or to Iron Wolf for just a minute and let him kind of let you know who he is and where he's coming from. And then we'll start with a couple questions from the group. All right. Iron Wolf, take it away. 
All right, I'm Admiral Saber. I was a former ex-Navy um, guy. He used to work on airplanes and fix them all the time. Um, I've been a gamer for most of my life. I've also been um, interested in uh, computers in general, um, fixing and all that. So basically, it's just that all my experiences and all, everything I've been doing so far has brought me to this point in becoming a um, CPM member because um, as a gamer, I've always wanted to in, um, find games that were like, told great stories, had well good experiences, and just allow players to do things that um, most things you can't do in real life would do. And EVE Online was a good match for me back in 2006. So I joined joined that game back then, and since then there was a thing called Phase Three on CCP's website on their roadmap back then, and even CCP at the time didn't know what Phase Three was, and it was like Phase Three was supposed to be for planetary interaction. Um, they had a crazy idea of being a RTS thing at the time, but soon we come to find out that shifted from RTS to first-person shooter, which led to where we are today with Dust, and I've been that. In love with that idea ever since I heard of heard of it, and I've um, been trying to go with it since then. Awesome, man! Uh, that, like I said, you have a, a, a fairly fairly robust reputation uh, here on the uh, in the dust community. And what I like to do is literally just kind of talk you through a couple of the basic questions that you probably answered on uh, on the dust forums a couple of times. So, particularly, what do you think that uh, is a clear uh, positive for you being on the council as I believe the only CPM zero member that will run in the CPM one election. If you make it onto the council, what, what's the number one thing that you think you can bring based on the experience you've had in the last year plus? I think one of the main things I can bring to the council if elected was um, basically setting expectancies because there's a lot of misdeceptions about what CPM does and do and what sort of thing power, what sort of power they have and really don't. And hopefully by expect, um, sending expectancies can allow other CPM members to be a little bit more efficient with their time of what they do and um, how they put their talents to work. Okay. Uh, so just a quick question since we know that clearly a lot of things have changed over the last few months. And this is kind of one of the, my standard questions I've asked a lot of the candidates. Uh, based on what we're doing now with the hotfix uh, sort of cycle that CCP or Toddy has put in, what are let's say two or three hard concrete things you think they can do within the constraints they've laid out that you would really, really like to have them do uh, over the next few months. And if there was one thing in Legion, uh, since at least initially there's going to be limited contact with uh, or limited input in terms of the raw Legion development, uh, at least that's what they said publicly. Um, what is one thing you would like to specifically work on in Legion if you could only pick one thing? So a couple things you would like to have them do in dust in the hotfix cycle and one thing you would like to work on, Legion, if you could only pick one thing, and if you could kind of give us a little bit of why you chose those things. Well, if one thing that I would like to see done through the hotfixes, um, you know, it's it's nothing that um, me or CCP Vitality has been talking about lately, but one thing I would like to see is um, return of variety for vehicles. Vehicles have been so stripped down of um, all their modules since the so-called tier side, which is an improper type of tier side in my honest opinion, but they don't have the variety of um, terms anymore. They don't have the variety of modules, and they're, a lot of them are just becoming cookie-cutter fits lately. <laughs> and as for Legion itself, if one thing I would like to work on and work on um, uh, very closely with developers would be the um, new player experience, and that's that's a very vague um, sort of type of um, category because it does involve player progression and as well as how players approach the game. 
So hopefully we can avoid a lot of the things that EVE Online has done. We'll just like throw 500 things at the player at once as soon as they undock. Um, as soon as they undock and we can try to at least try to piecemeal it to the player. Also another thing I would like to avoid um, for Legion's MP, um, new player experience is not trying to make something more epic than the game itself. I've played far too many free-to-play MMOs where the first mission you play was so epic, then the rest of the game's like, well, where's the fun? <laughs> That's actually probably a pretty good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh, so, now, a quick question, um, and this is a little bit specific to you. Um, I think I think you would admit that uh, sometimes the way you post is A, very informative, B, pretty complete, and C, on occasion, uh, has has created a little bit of friction uh, in the community, particularly because the, the primary way that, that the players, all players really in Dust, really talk to each other outside of literally squatting with you in game is, is usually via the forums or Skype or a blog or something like that. Um, what is something you've learned uh, over the over your time as a CPM in terms of how you communicate, uh, you know, like what you wanted to do versus how it was received sometimes and maybe how you might be maturing or developing yourself uh, in that way? Well, for the very specific posts you, you're pointing out to, the ones where I fudged it up, so to say, is basically those posts are the ones that I should probably not only thought down, uh, sat down and thought about a little bit more, but maybe I should have broken it up a little bit further and breadcrumbed it um, to a much longer conversation instead of trying to hyper-compress it into such one small and probably a very abrasive post that didn't get the whole point through. No, that, that's absolutely fair, too. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying that many of the topics I've, I've made most of these um, bad posts on have been rather so large that one po it, they deserve more than one post in order to address. And I believe that's been one of my more ma major mistakes on my end. And the other mistake would probably be the lack of impatience on my end, letting CPC um, try to deal with it first. But there are just times that players are trying to... <laughs> There are times where players will actually try to self-assure each other and create a foundation of a bad idea or a misconception. And the longer you let the that concrete dry, the harder it is to try to fix it and rectify it. So it, it, there has to be some sort of semblance of balance on my end as well in order to address, address these own concerns and uh, as well as points. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, you know, and just let me be clear, um, you know, we kind of poked a little bit at, uh, at Iron Wolf Saber references forum posts. Let me, let me, again, be very, very clear. He is an incredibly prolific poster. So if you try to do the average of like the, his, his outstanding posts versus the one or two that have created some, some friction here and there, he's got a really good batting average. I just want to make sure that the audience is, is really tracking that. And if you don't happen to be somebody that really lurks on the forums quite a bit. Um, so I did want to kind of open it up if anybody else in the, uh, in the room has some questions for you specifically as a CPM one candidate. Uh, so I'll kind of open the floor a little bit. Nobody wants to take a bite of the cherry. <laughs> well, that will be quite all right. Um, <laughs> well, no, look, Jason, you don't, you don't have to justify yourself um, trying to explain why I'm off Saber is why I'm off Saber is. Um, I've got a question to I'm off Saber, and it's completely unrelated to Dust and Eve. I want to know which Navy he was in and uh, what his job role was specifically. The United States Navy now is uh, a airplane electrician technician, basically well, not, not technician, but uh, electrician's mate. So uh, basically, fix all the wiring on airplanes. Uh, we are jokingly often called aviation everything because if it had a wire running it, we had to fix it. 
no, I understand that. Being an ex-Navy uh, man myself, I do know exactly what you are, and you are a wafu, sir. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if the Americans understand the uh, British terminology for a wafu. Do you know what that means, sir? I do not. I have not met any, met any Brits on my uh, tours of duty. Met a couple Aussies, but that's about it. Fair enough, fair enough. I've met a few Aussies myself. Um, the wafu stands for wet and fucking useless. Um, it's specifically reserved for the uh, avionics guys who work on warships. Um, I take it you were on a carrier, yes? I was on a carrier, and basically we're the guys that got yelled at the most because it's like, it's everything, it's broken. Then it became a goddamn argument between my 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 guys and their guys. It's like, it's your part. No, it's our part. No, it's your part. <laughs> no, dude, I, I get that. I get that. I had uh, 10 years of that in the uh, Royal Navy as well. I totally get what you're saying, man. Don't, <laughs> don't fret. Don't fret. <laughs> Come okay. on, Jesus. I broke glass. Come on. Nah, Come on, ask a question. Come on. Well, Jesus, actually, next question. I actually do have a question. Oh, Derry, hit uh, it up. All right, Iron Wolf. Um, so from what I've seen, you're the only CPM Zero member that stick around and said, okay, I want to do CPM One. Um Knowing the headache going into CPM one after you know FanFest, what made you decide to say, "Hey, I want to stick around for the long haul with this"? What was your motivation, knowing um, that's going to be uh, an uphill battle from this point forward? Oh, it's just uh, doing so much on CPM zero and just do- making sure that CPC's been set on the right track and everything, as well as the CPM in terms of um, what it, what it's supposed to be as a group. I don't want to see that momentum get lost because it took Eve's uh, CSM six years to get to where it is now. And right now, the CPM is on a really fast track of catching up. And I do not want to see that momentum lost. I do not want to see Dust or Legion taking six years to catch up with uh, CSM. I'd rather see it done like maybe maybe two years instead. So hopefully try to... Um, helping out the new candidates in order to understand what the CPM is and uh, what we need to strive for, the goals that need to be reached and achieved. And hopefully we can um, just speed the whole process up where the, C- C- uh, the CPM becomes a really invaluable tool for the um, CCP and the community to be using towards um, the game's development. All right. Um, just a, a quick question. You you, stay, you said that uh, you know you wanted to maintain momentum, which I'm very, I'm all about. And I like the idea of how you're trying to glide path the comparison but you know let me ask a question if you're not on the council based on what you've seen in the candidates do you think that they have the capability to to carry the momentum forward that you got you know like continue to break the trail that you guys have in cpm zero do you i mean if you're not on the council do they have that capability to, to, to do it without you i see from the current batch of um potential candidates right now i am I have very good faith they can continue the work um and not get lost along the way um, the most of the people who are on there understand that CPM is not fun in games, and um, I hope they can uh, continue with the tradition if if I do not get elected. Awesome. Okay, Zell, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, please. Uh, I was just going to say that you know, um, I think personally, uh, one of the the appealing points to having IW uh, Iron Wolf on. Uh, I'm not going to acronym on on voice. That's bad. It's like doing LOL. Um. All right. Uh, well, you just can call me Iron Wolf. <laughs> So the the thing that appeals to me about having Iron Wolf potentially on the CPM one is um, uh, that I, I do I do prescribe some level of shadiness to CCP at times on on what they may say and what they may do and um, to me my big concern is that 
something, you know, maybe some somewhere that CPM zero got maybe something that, um, you know, CCP might be able to just pretend didn't happen um, if they have nobody, no overlap to uh, remind them of what they said in the previous year. Ooh, normally that I would say, uh, it, had things stayed the way they were, I would have said that that might have been a possibility, but with, um, with everything that's been going on lately, that's the risk, the chance and risk of that are like absolute nil right now. Because they threw everything out from the first year anyways? I don't go into details. Get elected and I might bear it with you. <laughs> Alright, cool. I have a question. Um... As far as the CPM zero members uh, that don't get elected or aren't running, um, how much are they allowed to talk with the CPM one members? Is the uh, non-disclosure agreement extend to allow them to discuss um, certain things like that to give advice and guidance? There will be a short holdover period where there will be the NDA share between the zero and uh, the first candidate set, and what. And basically, CPM zero is going to be using their best judgment to tell to help, hopefully, set up everything for CPM one, and give them pointers on who to talk to, who not to talk to, and uh, what sort of relationships that need to get built up, and um, basically make make sure that they when they do become um, start talking with uh, CCP, that um they don't step on anybody's toes in the wrong manner. That's comforting. Awesome. Okay. Uh, well, we've got a we've got a couple of other candidates. So, real quick, is there any last minute questions for Iron Will Saber? We'll we'll hear pl plenty from him in a good discussion later. But just asking, anybody have any specific candidate questions for him before we move on? Sure, I've got one. It's a little bit subjective, but how big of the, a gap do you feel there is between impressions of what's happening in Dust now and impressions of what was happening with it, say, a month or two prior to FanFest, specifically amongst uh, CPM hopefuls? Uh, before FanFest, uh, let's see. There were very few folks that I've talked to with often that knew something was big was up, and they couldn't exactly pinpoint it, but they knew that something was going to change. And I was advertising at the time that it was not going to be the... It's not. It's going to be good news, it's going to be bad news in the same... Same ball, um, bittersweet as I called it. So it's there was there was a there was definitely based on the reaction afterwards there was definitely a major gap between what people assumed was going to happen with um dust and what got announced at FanFest because um market I mean there were a couple of uh, face palm moments when CCP put a press statement out and we just said why did you say that so. Yeah, there's been plenty of those, and I'd say the gap was pretty marginally significant. But those who those who understand why CCP is doing what they're doing, um, even with the CPM not being involved at all or even not existing, the CCP would have still gone on, gone ahead with Legion anyway. So that's that's what we're facing. Fair enough. Okay. Looks like Caval's here now. Maybe he can uh, do his introduction. Yep. No, we'll tee that up. Kevin uh, Longstride, if you could, uh, or slash Denny Fleetfoot. Me. Same thing. If you could please do a quick introduction letter by know who you are, please. Uh, hopefully you can hear me. Um, yep, yeah, I'm uh, Danny Vleefoot, CEO of Dust University. Uh, my mercenary name is Cavell Longstride, and that's the name I've chosen to run under, uh, primarily because that's my uh, entity on the uh, forums, and it's also what I am while I'm playing the game. Um, as I mentioned, I'm the CEO of Dust University, which is one of the first of the training organizations within the game. Uh, and basically, 
I just really like the game. <laughs> so, um, if there's anything more specific uh, that you want, like background or anything like that, is that what you're after? Uh, no, it's literally it's just a brief introduction. Uh, we're oh, gonna cool, go, cool. We're going to talk to uh, Expelled just for a moment as one of the other CPM candidates, and we'll circle back to you if that's all right. Excellent. Okay. And uh, we've got Expelled Dust, uh, short, you know, Expelled for short. Uh, he is also one of the CPM1 candidates, pretty, pretty new, new to the race, and actually has a, a couple pretty interesting takes on things. And he's also uh, a pretty fair hand, or at least a, a a pretty big proponent of third-party development uh, in support of the CCP products. So it'll be kind of interesting as we as we talk to him for a minute. So uh, Expelled, uh, what I'd like to do is, again, just like we did with Iron Wolf, turn it over to you for a minute for kind of a, uh, a, a brief overview of who you are and why people should vote for you for CPM1. Sure. Um, so I'll start off with um, the name Expelled Dust. So it's because I've been playing um, EVE Online for a number of years, and so my main character's name is um, Expelled. So when I signed up for Dust, so, um, I've been playing that since the Close Beaters, so I just went with Expelled Dust since it's my Dust 514 character. So that's why I've got an, um, an awkward character name on that one. Um, but as you mentioned, the, the entire reason that I signed up to go in the um, CPM race is to take a different take on this as to what the other CPM candidates will be doing. So most of the CPM candidates that I've seen are focusing on, as they should, um, in-game changes. So balancing changes, adding in new in-game features, things like that. And so what I think is one of the great things about CCP products is the way that they allow third-party developers to take the CCP New Eden um, assets and the data and information and go and extend it so we have interactions with the New Eden universe outside of the game. So my entire reason for running is to try and extend the, um, the Dust 514 gameplay outside of the PS3 client. Um, and so I've, in my um, CPM um, announcement post, I posted a number of um, examples that I would like to see. So with um, EVE Online, we can see with the EVE Online API, we've got things like um, Zed Killboard and um, EFT, EVEMON, um, Battle Clinic, those sort of um, different websites and utilities are being created because of this EVE API. So I'd like to see that same sort of thing mirrored in the Dust universe. So we could have um, an example for um, Battle Clinic. So we can go and post up um, the fittings that we like and put them up onto there. Or we've got some theory crafting with um, EFT. Now, we can kind of do it with a static export at the moment, but I'd like to see that taken and extended further. If, Dust, um, if CCP can give us access to Crest, like they've been talking about for the last three years, um, then we'll be able to do things like be able to write an iPad application. So we can type in our um, Dust514 login details. Can, our iPad can go access it, um, go and download all of our fittings so we can view them, play with them. Um, we could then go and create another website so we can go and uh, import all of your uh, dust, uh, all of your drop suit fittings, and then just uh, analyze them, and then see, hey, you fitted this these um, fittings, but you've got you know all this CPU and PG left. You could optimize it by changing it like this, and etc. etc. Like all these different things that I think we could go and um, it just extend this gameplay from the PS3 client, so that um, people are more engaged with this. Um, so my hope is that um, everyone's got a favourite that they want to vote for um, on the CPM. So I'm hoping that because we have the um, STV voting, um, people will put their primary as who they want, um, and then they would add me on to try and add these extra features in addition. Okay. 
uh, well, I got to tell you, that's probably one of the one of the more organized and very uh, very focused opening statements that we had we've had on this uh, on this show, like in the eight episodes we've been around. Uh, and, and one, I think that speaks well of your organizational skills and uh, how articulate you are in communicating. And this, this is kind of interesting because a lot of people haven't really met you uh, prior to the show. Uh, and I'll kind of ask you a couple of the questions I asked Iron before we kind of hit some specifics. But uh, other than the, other than the third party stuff, like actual in-game pieces, what are your top two or three things you want to want to happen in Dust during the hot fix cycles coming up? And again, sort of that one key thing that you would like to work on in Legion or in relation to Legion, if you were offered sort of like one fast of the gameplay or one string that you could help pull with the devs. Sure. So I was trying to not dilute myself and try to um, make myself focused more on that so, um, because I like the idea of a CPM being um, built up of people who are focused on a number of different aspects. So someone who's focused on um, faction warfare, someone who's focused on HIV changes, things like that. But if you are going to get me to ask, answer the um, the client-side changes, um, what I'd like to see more in Dust and in Legion both are just more squad dynamics. So um, most of the things I'd like to see change would probably require a client-side change and so wouldn't be a part of the hotfixes. So if I want to see more squad dynamics, um, probably then my number one would be an easier way to join squads within pub matches. The number of pub matches when I um, sign up, uh, I join the pub match and you just see all of these blues who are just running around solo. Um, the best way to try and get them engaged with Dustin to get them just to be better team players is to make it easier that when you're in a match being able to join a squad um, things like Battlefield, Call of Duty they have, they've got that down pat and so the other squad dynamics, dynamics I want to see change would probably be seeing what the makeup of your squad is. So maybe having icons for um, what suits people are in. So you've got a rough idea that you've got, hey, we've got two heavies but um, and three scouts. Maybe one of us should switch over to being a lodgy so we can rep those heavies. Um, so just better ways that when we're in it, in the game, squad's working well. But as I said, that's more uh, server, uh, client-side fixes. So if I had to say things that could be changed on the server side for the hot fixes, I'd still say um, more squatty stuff, but I guess would be around um, HAVs at the moment. So HAVs, when they, um, you know, close beta, they were okay because um, you could have multiple people in the tank and you see a lot of that because you'd have the main... Um, uh, the main HIV driver, then you have the two gunners in there going around. When we were able to make the fits um, more uh, customizable and we could remove the turrets, now you see most of the time it's just uh, solo HAVs running around. So we've lost a bit of the group uh, squad dynamics there. So just making it more uh, incentive so that people do work together. Um, that's what I'd like to see more with Dust and um, Legion. Now, CCP did do something with um, Hotfix Bravo with the small blaster turret to try and encourage us a bit more. But again, most people are still just going to remove the small blasters so that they've got more fitting room for um, repairers. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I really like where you're focusing on that in terms of uh, the squad dynamics piece. That's actually a pretty interesting one. Uh, Bam, you raised your hand. You had a question real quick. Yeah, I got a question. As I asked, I'm War Saber. Uh, dude, nothing to do with dust. I just wanted to know better more about you. Uh, where, what, and how? Uh, where are you from? What you been up to? And what was your previous experience before uh, joining and playing dust and uh, getting yourself uh, nominated for CPM? Sure. Um, so, me, I live in Australia, uh, Melbourne, Australia. Um, Never would have guessed that, by the way. Been yeah, there g'day. Nice place. <laughs> Beautiful place. Um, keeps winning awards for the most livable city in the world because it's awesome. Um, it's my... Lars. Lars. 
<laughs> um, so what I do day to day is I'm actually a um, high-end .NET consultant. Uh, my job, which uh, so for people that don't know, .NET is a programming language. So my day job is um, to go around and build tools, apps, third-party utilities, REST APIs for customers. Um, and so because I have so much experience in all of this um, technology, because it's what my day job is, I keep looking at what CCP are doing and go, well, you know, I've got enough experience in this. I could probably help them out or at least tell them, hey, what me as a third-party developer, how would I like to change it? Um, so, yeah, I build mobile phone applications, websites, um, I frequently speak at conferences, so um, the last uh, four weekends I haven't been home because I was in um, Sydney last weekend, Brisbane the weekend before that, because I've been um, just going around and teaching people how to build websites and phone applications for fun. Um, yeah, I give up my weekends to program. I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's pretty interesting. Um, now, one, one question I did have for you is, what do you, what do, you do uh, in Dust specifically in game, do you focus on a role or do you kind of play the Omni Soldier role a little bit of everything? Yeah, um, so I've got um, how many? I've got, I think I've got 20 million skill points in HAVs, but I don't use them because I didn't like the um, changes after they rolled them out in um, 1.8. So those are all wasted skill points. Um, and so I'm always running around as a Logi. So again, with um, Squad Dynamics, I just love being the Logi, keeping the squad together, um, getting them to check the um, defense order on me usually so that the squad members know to stick near me. Um, so most of the time, Logi, um, whenever we're um, in a tight spot, I usually switch over to a heavy. Um, triple co triple complex armor um, repairer heavy. Ooh, nicely done. Nice. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. So um, I, I did have a couple – I went back and read through some of your, some of your posts earlier before you came on. And, and I do have a Stalker. couple questions. Uh, well, you know, I like to at least know, know who I'm dealing with before you come on. The um, – one of the things that struck me was your your I would say passion for using player driven tools to help CCP develop the game. Um, if you were personally going to work on one like like your own personal project, what's the one third party device tool app or thingy? Uh, that, by the way, that's a technical term for those those just like me that use Macs to make everything simple. Um, <laughs> what would you personally want to? I knew he was going to say that. So. <laughs> What would you personally work on? What would be your personal pet project as a third-party tool? Jay, you just stole my question. <laughs> you really have to do this for a living, right? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> sure. Um, so in case you're unaware, I have um, I've tinkered, tinkered with a few, but the one which I'm known for is uh, dusttimers.com. Um, so a quick elevator pitch what Dust Timers is, and then I'll talk about what um, I would like to create next if I can get CCP to expand our, um, the, crust, the crest access. Um, so Dust Timers, um, the big problem I had was people not logging in when um, our PC battles were coming on. Um, and so we'd have um, an entire... Oh, hey, honey. Oh, sorry. Um, wife just walked back in. Um, <laughs> I'll start again. Dust Timers was created because we had the problem of um, PC battles happening, but none of our court members would log in, um, usually because they couldn't convert UTC timers by themselves. That and um, you can only check the timers when you're actually logged into Dust514. So I created dusttimers.com so that um, you could go and view when your PC battles are coming up without having to log into the PS3. And I go and automatically convert it into your time zone for you, which is great for us, um, us Aussies because we know to log in at you know 6 p.m. 
on a Thursday. Um, so I created that, and that was just with the limited stuff that they've given us so far. So the next pet project that I'd love to work on is a PC team um, makeup, a theory crafting tool. So if um, we can get CCP to give us a bit more access to some live data, um, what I'd love to do is when um, people are creating... Uh, Xing up for PC battles, being able to track uh, exactly what we do with Eve with um the fleet makeups and um putting oh, down okay. which people are tackle exactly that, but for dust. That's pretty legit. Okay, that's that's now. Do you see that as like a live tool or something that you would you would use prior to prior to a match? Like you're like, here's the API keys of the people in your corp, and you're like, here's what I think I can put together with the people that have signed up for the match, kind of thing. Yeah, so it's both both parts of it. So if, if we can get people to sign up for the site and they can say, you know, my preferred fits are um, Scout and um, Assault. So and then so you can try and um, do a makeup for the PC match. But of course, half the people are not going to turn up for the match. And so the other half of it is um, the half hour before the match starts, as people are Xing up, being able to even just um, copy and paste their name into this tool. So to bring out their... Um, preferred fits, you've got an idea of what they are. So just so you've got an idea of, you know, we have um, 10 um, heavies, five lodgies, a couple of assaults. So would you do okay. that as a as a tool that would be open to everybody? Because that wouldn't, like, just coming from my standpoint, um, that isn't a tool necessarily that I might want to open up to everybody in, in regards to things like um, like dust timers, is like we have our um, uh in the top men lines, we have our own internal tool that I wrote, uh, or well, I wrote one of them, and and uh, Flamarian actually wrote the better of the two, so I should really give him credit. Um, but we have in internal tools for managing our timers, and and a big thing there is not wanting to give the public more information about your own operations than you need to, which is a very very important part of uh, you know the meta game of of Dust Five One Four. Yeah, of course. Um, but at the moment, um, things that are public are already public. Uh, sorry, I'm getting feedback. No, it stopped. Um, and so, uh, because the battle timers are already public, um, when I was creating dust timers, I was considering should I just make it, um, you know, Southern Legion timers and make it locked down. But I realised it's um, open and public anyway. Um, there's no reason me trying to lock that down. But I get what you're saying about um, PC match makeup. Um, and so, yeah, that sort of thing, I'll have it locked down because, as you said, um, uh, operational security. You don't want people, um, the enemy team, knowing what you're bringing. Because the bigger thing isn't necessarily that you're being attacked because, uh, or, you know, attacks on your districts because those are indeed public that you're under attack. But what isn't public would be who's attacking you or in the case that you're attacking someone. Um, that's also not public as well. Loose lips, sinks ships. Ah, old school. Okay. So uh, anybody else got any questions heat up for Expelled? It's pretty, uh, pretty interesting stuff he's bringing up. I'm just kind of opening it up to the floor now if anybody's got anything for him. No, sure. he's got an interesting angle for the uh, CPM candidacy there. Uh, I like it. Knowing a few third-party developers in the dust sort of area with regards to uh, G-Talk, uh, Turnus, and so on, uh, these guys, yeah, this could be a good thing. Absolutely. Cross? Oh, all right. With the current situation on development limit, uh, resources being limited, I'm interested in your perspective on how much of those resources opening Crest up fully would take and what you see the value added for the community in apps that could be created under that context being. Essentially, where's the trade-off that makes that avenue worth devoting those resources to? Ah, 
Cool. Perfect, perfect question. Um, and so this is why I think my focus on um, third-party tools is a great idea um, because of the limited resources we've got of um, developer time. So we we don't know how many more client-side updates we're going to get. CCP have been kind of... Um, um, quiet on that front, but we can see that um, server-side changes where we can get the bulk of our um, developer time. And so um, these sort of Crest updates are the back-end developer things that we can get them to do. Um, now, I think that we can get a better bang for buck with these uh, Crest changes than a few other changes uh, because these Crest changes, it does take a little bit of developer time, but it creates... Um, uh, opens up the community to invest all of their time into creating additional tools for Dust 514. So I see it as a better trade-off on developer time. Um, and I also think it's going to help with um, player retention, which is something which may be hurting over the next, what, 6, 9, 12 months. Um, by just getting people to keep on engaging Dust even when they don't have the PS3 on. So I think this is going to be a good investment for Dust, even if it's just from a player retention side. The other Makes thing sense to me. The other thing to throw in there is that um, I, we've heard multiple times, um, you know, from inside is, is really the interface with Dust to the Tranquility server is Crest. And Crest is, as a thing, a fully functioning, already existing system that, that everything is there. The only, the difference between it, it, you know, where we are now and where we need to get is that that information isn't being opened up to player use, but the system's already in place. So that's, yeah, and, that's a big note. Yeah, and um, and I, so I think that should make my job easier. Um, so CCP kept showing off their PS Vita app, um, so we could do things like playing with fits, etc. Now they did invest all of the time in Crest in order to um, enable the PS Vita app to interact with it. So presumably all of those endpoints are there waiting for someone to use, but they haven't opened them up yet. Now if they can open it up, um, we can create those sort of PS Vita apps to do the iPad um, fitting, etc. Now the big thing that I, the big reason that I think that they haven't opened it up yet is because a lot of those um, Crest calls require the user to be authenticated. Um, I'm going to get geeky for a few moments, people. Um, so if you want to be able to pull out um, an individual person's um, fittings or you want to go and update their fittings, you need your app to authenticate itself. Now, we can't do this at the moment because we don't have a way of doing authentication with Crest. Um, you can only do authentication with the EVE API. Uh, CCP for... Uh, Two fanfests now, yeah, two years. I've been talking about something called um, SSO, single sign-on, and that's the first point that they have to um, create. So then we can log in and be able to do this sort of stuff. And so um, in my CPM one candidacy post, I posted um, the steps that I'll, I'll take to try and get all of these things exposed. Step one: get CCP to go and implement SSO, not just in Eve but in Dust as well. Step two: once they've got that SSO implemented, we can go back, look at the existing Crest assets, and see what we can utilize that's already there. So it's not going to take any more developer time. Step three is going to be: okay, cool, we've got some access. What else do we need to, um, the CCP devs to invest a little bit of time in to add some more features for us? Cool, cool, man. Uh, last question for you, and it's uh, not necessarily related to Dust or Eve or CCP. Um, other than Dust uh, or any CCP product, what games are you playing now? Um, so I've got all of the consoles. Um, so most of my time is being spent on the um, Xbox One at the moment. So I've got Xbox One, PS4, PS3, 360, Wii U, Ouya. Um, so most of my time is on... Um, actually, no, it's Mario Kart at the moment. Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U. That's where I'm spending my time. 
Ooh, okay. stepping out and promoting the Wii U. I'm actually really excited about um, a couple of games coming out. So Mario Party. Oh, I just want that. Oh yes. Yeah. Can, um, can I sneak in one more follow-up here, Jay? All about the new yeah, go ahead, Cross. Cross, go ahead. Okay. Um, you mentioned expelled that you were interested in the different sort of roles within the CPM, a little bit more specialization. I have done some previous community work for a different game, which had that as a specific structure, so it kind of caught my attention. I'm intrigued in this case, since we don't have specific roles tied to the seats exactly, what conceptually would you think of as ideal as far as the types of assets or platforms to be represented within the CPM? Not the candidates exactly, I won't make you name names, but just the concepts or the um, roles and niches that they're representing. Sure. Well, we can see it well with um, the CSM and the type of candidates that get um, elected. So we usually have um, a wormhole candidate sometimes. Um, we have a P uh, NullSec, we have Faction Warfare, and usually um, some PvE industry. Um, the PvE candidates usually don't get voted in because the PvE um, voters aren't usually motivated enough to vote. Um, but I like to see that sort of structure in um, the... CPM. Now, of course, it doesn't ever need to be anything that's official. It's just kind of good if the um, candidates themselves just flag th themselves as, hey, we've got you know all of these things that we like to do with Dust. Um, we want balances and fixes and things like that. But it'd be good if they could give themselves a kind of um, but a hashtag for the things that they'd like to promote. So, hashtag um, PC changes, hashtag HAV balance. Um, as for um, specific roles, I can't I don't know how I would try to divide it up. Mostly hashtag, just diversity. Hashtag nerf yeah. everyone. <laughs> Isn't that a hashtag flavor of the month, sir? Yeah. Well, hashtag Nova Knives, hashtag cloaks. This is going to sound I, a bit strange, but I actually want to hear what Danny Fleetful has to say. Absolutely. Uh, and with that, we will move right over to Denny. And Denny, just like we did with Expelled and Iron Wolf, if you don't mind, if you give us a little bit, uh, little bit deeper about who you are, um, sort of if people don't know you, like what should they know about you and what you stand for as a CPM candidate and what you would like to, uh, what you'd like to transmit to people and why they should vote for you. Um, well, like I said in my introduction, um, I'm the CEO of Dust University. Um, the way I became CEO of Dust University was that I was the only one crazy enough to volunteer for it. Um, there was, um, and still is a sort of divide between the Dust players and the Eve players, um, and wants to bridge the gap. Um, and I started primarily as an Eve player, um, but after the 2012 Fan Fest, when we got the beta code for going into Dust, um, and speaking to the devs, I was kind of intrigued by the concepts that they were trying to get across. Uh, and it, as an FPS player on consoles primarily, um, I I simply can't do um, FPS on PCs without a controller, so I cannot do mouse and keyboard at all. Um, I I was sort of intrigued by the concepts that they were getting across, and they were certainly different from Call of, the Call of Duty uh, clones that were coming up all the time, and they were boring the crap out of me. Those, so um, I played the game. I seemed to have an affinity for it. I enjoyed playing with it, and I simply asked the uh, CEO of Eve University at the time, who was Keldon Ravan, um, if I could do something about Dust University because they'd registered the name when the, get, when the game was announced in 2009 and nothing really much had been done with it. 
and uh, Kellner just went, you're running it. So yeah. I went, all oh, right, fine enough. And then I just basically built it up from there and on uh, just to see what could be done. Uh, what could be done was not a lot in the game corp UI. Um, so that's basically how my my career in Dust has built up over the last two years is, is picking holes in the UI and telling CCP what was wrong with it. Uh, quite often uh, they'd ignore me, but uh, as often as not, they would also listen to me. So there's been a number of changes that I was perhaps the most vocal voice in. Um, so um, so that's so things like um, uh, the court mail, which up until uh, a couple of months before Uprising, um, if anyone can remember it, there was no court mail. Um, so, so for me personally, sending out emails to uh, everyone using the Eve client was uh, a bit of a uh, a drag. But eventually, I managed to figure out a way of doing it. I'd say heroic effort would be more descriptive. Yeah, I mean, in the um, last fan fest in the 2013 fan fest, I won the CCP office tour, and I explained to uh, CCP Fozzy and uh, a couple of the other guys from mainly from the eve side exactly what the process i had to go through on the eve client in order to send the court mail and they just looked at me as if i was crazy for and they said how long have you been doing that i went oh about a year now <laughs> i could go through the process of what i used to have to do but frankly you would just look at me as if i was insane we know you all are. right absolutely <laughs> we do the uh all right well, uh, what I'd like to do, again, we'll kind of start the, uh, the little interview segment here with a couple of questions, most of which you've heard already. Uh, so kind of keeping with our theme, the two or three things that you would like to have injected in one of the upcoming hotfix cycles uh, based on the constraints that CCP has laid out for what they can or will do in Dust. Uh, and if you had to pull the thread on one thing, like one topic or one area, that you would like to collaborate with the devs on as they go through the Legion development cycle. What would those things be and why? Um, first of all, on the server side part of the business, um, what I would like, if at all possible, would be that all your fittings show all the increases in damage outputs, um, uh, efficiencies based on what your skills are. That's part of the problem that the MPE, the new player experience, had with Dust is that there was no clear explanation as to how these skills affect certain modules. It just told you that it did. Uh, but there was no representation, either by numbers or graphics, exactly what that meant. Um, I did put in a number of pieces to CCP, which I'm pretty sure Iron Wolf saw. Um, to the previous executive producer, um, and that that there was some check, there was some movement on that. So that'd be the kind of thing I'd be looking for on the server side for, side of business for Dust Five One Four itself. Uh, just just data, just data that pieces of information that players can get glean more um, skills about more more what their skills do. Um, and as for Legion. Um, the one thing I probably would really push for is the Corp UI. Um, for me personally, the main strength 
of uh, Dust 514's uh, expansion as a community would be through a strong Corp UI. Uh, how a CEO can run a corporation um, without having to get too stressed up in the workings of it. Uh, what someone actually asked me on the forums that they don't see me in the game as much and that's because I'm having to do stuff in the EVE client uh, in order to facilitate what I do for Dust University at the moment. Okay, um, fair enough. The, uh, one of the things that you've kind of, uh, if anything that you're known for, it's obviously uh, what you do at Dust University in terms of how the new bros kind of come into the game and how how you guys do have a fairly active recruiting drive and you pull guys in and you uh, you have a, 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 or at least used to, at least from my experience, had, but I've never been in Dust Uni, by the way, just, just interacting with you guys, had a fairly um, robust set of classes or somewhat formal education pieces that you could lay out on guys that sort of took over the role of the, you know, the aura or the, the new player experience tutorial that isn't really uh, inherent in Dust. Um, other than the new player experience, what other things do you hang do you hang your hat on as like literally one of the far and away best candidates uh, to bring into the CPM when you're in in that group of seven behind closed doors working with CCP? Where are the things that you think you can uh, best help the group at with? Um, I think primarily it's because I deal with a lot of new players. I ask I answer questions in court and stuff like that, and it's. It's become apparent. It's it's not a, a conscious thing that a lot of people do, but it, it there is um, a general tendency by those that have been in the game for a long time to forget what it's like to be a new player um, when you're just bombarded with all the information with no context at all. Um, and what they'll probably what you'll probably hear a lot from me uh, both on the CPM and also. Um, if you're a CCP developer, you've heard this a lot from me as well, uh, is context. Context is everything. Uh, part of my real-life job is uh, I train people up in my job. And if you, unless you give someone context as to what it is that they're learning, it becomes an irrelevance. Um, they, they just, parrot fashion, learn stuff. Until you actually engage them and actually make them think, oh, that's what that does and that's why we do that. Um, then um, just spooling off a whole ream of information really isn't going to do the job. Uh, but but yeah, primarily my my role, as I would see, is just to remind people on the CPM and those in the community that, hey, we were all new once, and you need to remember that. Um, there's, a, uh, there's a lot of scrub calling and stuff like that. There's a lot of EP on the forums uh, that kind of upsets me because people dismiss new players and these people are what are what going to drive the community forward we need these people and there has been a, there has been recently a lot of uh, dismissal about new players um, primarily i mean i've been uh, i've been involved on the progression the, the legion progression thread um, let's uh, and there's a lot of people that just say well, why are we changing all this just so people who are stupid um, can understand what they're doing and and the simple fact of the matter is we were all stupid once and people do tend to forget that okay all right that's that's pretty fair um i'll start opening it up to other folks in the room if they have any questions for denny yes i have one have may, I ask, may i ask may i ask it 
Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> well, as the question I asked, I will say, and I asked um, Excel Dust, I need to know a bit more about you, please, because I want to know about the people I'm going to have to potentially vote for. Uh, I want to know about you yourself. Uh, what was your previous uh, job history um, before, obviously, you worked for CPM? I know it's a bit personal, but I've asked these two other guys. I'd like to know what you were, please, sir. Well, I'm, I'm probably different from a lot of the other candidates in so much as I am a complete nerd and geek, but I'm not a technical nerd and geek. I don't work in the industry. Um, I, I, I did think about it when I was growing up, but the idea of just sat at a keyboard punching information into a computer just bored the crap out of me. Um, so... I just prefer to play the stuff that these guys make. So what I do in real life is I'm actually a bookmaker. I, uh, I work in a betting shop. I'm a betting shop manager. Uh, I'm just a normal guy that just enjoys the games. So when you start talking about um, Crest, I'm interested as a nerd, as a tech nerd. But once you start getting into the technicalities of it, uh, I just glaze over. You know, I, I, there'll be a point where my brain just will not allow me to carry on with that. Um, but as long as you can engage me while telling me, I'm fine. And I, I, I think that actually it plays to my favour because um, the, the, I think there needs to be some someone that actually says, hang on, I'm just a gamer. Um, I'm just here to play the game. Uh, and I want to learn how to play the game better. Uh, I don't need to know how the game works. But I just want—I uh, want someone to be, who's actually on my wavelength. Let's—I do have to—I do have to kind of jump in on that one. Um, you, you said something that is—I will—I will have to say somewhat different than we've heard from any other CPM one candidate. Um, you know, to include some folks in this channel, uh, you know, right now, and other ones we've talked to in any number of ways. Uh, one of the things that, that struck me about pretty much every candidate that I've talked to is their ability to dive into the details, into the numbers, into and to understand what those numbers mean in terms of the impact and gameplay and why initial initial perceptions and reactions is something they're seeing that people are seeing in gameplay from a subjective standpoint may or may not hold up. And they are able to successfully articulate that. And I've Pretty confident that CPM zeros are quite good at it as well, but you're taking a very different tone of that. Um, how do you think you would fare in those kind of technical discussions about you know, min-maxing for you know certain aspects or roles in the game? Um, this the the point of me being slightly different is that I can't pretend to be something I'm not. I am not a programmer. I am not a game designer. I don't work in the industry. Uh, what I do know is what games are what games are like and how to play them um, and you can if you if you can explain to me reasonably well what what direct input it will have on my being able to control my character in the game then i'm fine with it and once i understand that i can then articulate it in a way that um, anyone that isn't so up to date on the technicalities of it who is more like me um, I can I can articulate that fairly well. Um, I do that with the court mails I send out. I do that with I mean right now I send out thirty thirty five emails to every new player uh, that joins Dust University explaining various elements of the game. Uh, that takes most of my time up uh, when I'm on the Eve client. Uh, but I've been told that I have a very nice way of writing it down so that people can understand stuff. Uh, so. I would 
I would say that possibly my greatest strength would be be able to convey that information in a way that would be understandable to the average Joe in the street without getting mired in the technicalities of it too much. Because, uh, to be fair, night, although we have people in the game that know all the technicalities and stuff like that, 90% of the player base uh, don't engage on the forums um, at all. The, the forums are roughly 10% of the play, of the uh, player base from what I've been told by CCP. So um, I, I just have that, I just think I have that way of being able to express um, the technicalities to players that don't necessarily need to know it, if you understand what I'm talking about. No, I understand what you're talking about. What you're, what you're trying to ramble on there is uh, CCP doesn't, doesn't need programmers in the CPM. They need someone to represent the community in the CPM. And that's probably what I'd probably go for, to be honest. I want someone yeah. to represent me, not to tell me how the game works. You're there. You're underneath me. You're a CPM candidate. You're a CPM 1. You're a CPM 0. You're not voting for a position higher than myself. You're voting to be you know, in a position lower than myself. You're voting to become underneath my boot. You're there to serve me, not the other way around, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, that uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Cheers. I, I think it's about a matter of getting a diversity of perspective on a CPM. Uh, I mean, it's good to have the people with the technical knowledge who can catch CCP on on things and and that. But this, you also need the people on there who look at it just from a gamer's perspective and uh, uh, bring people up out of the weeds a little bit to see the forest through the trees. Yeah, that's, I think that's, to be that's fair, exactly we're all what gamers. I was yeah, um, we're all gamers, but there is, like Fox just said, there is. Uh, an element there that uh, needs to have someone speak for them in a way that doesn't involve the numbers um, that can engage with them on a on a one to one level and on a mass level as well. Mm. Okay. Well, like I said, it's it's it is a a somewhat different tack, and, and I think that's part of a pretty good bit of discussion right there. Uh, and again, I'd like to kind of keep it open if they, anybody else has questions specific for Denny uh, for his CPM one candidacy. Yeah, you will have to take into account that it is four o'clock in the morning here, and I've uh, <laughs> I'm still groggy from having a bit of a kick before starting. Up, so, <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. And it, trust me that we 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 were joke, joking about the time zones, uh, uh, moving left and right quite a bit for the show, and we're we're trying to account for folks all the way in the Euro time zones out to Australia. So it's, yeah, it's uh, much appreciated. It's much appreciated. Uh, quick question for me. Um, just from a personal standpoint, how has uh, Hotfix Alpha and Hotfix Beta affected your personal gameplay in the game? Ooh, good question. Um, well, for me personally, it's it's made the game more enjoyable because I'm primarily an infantry guy. Um, and part of my problem at the moment with the vehicles is that the vehicles were clearly put in as an afterthought. That there has been no fault up until now as to what role they actually played on the battlefield. Um, and essentially, right now, the vehicles have become just better slayers. Um, and there are, which is why I've, I've, I've been particularly pleased with with um, uh, this the Bravo uh, patch that's uh, got rid of vehicles from Ambush. I would prefer it if Ambush without vehicles was a separate game mode you could pick. Um, but that's obviously a UI problem that they couldn't do. Um, so it has to be within the uh, ambush OMS uh, um, and normal ambush. Um, but that is the that's the thing that's sort of like 
engaged me the most out of the two out of the two uh, hotfixes so far is the actual ability to be able to play this game as an infantry player without having to worry about you know uh, some ridiculously over HP powered tank turning up. Okay, but, but I'm just kind of curious on how like the, the more infantry changes, uh, vehicles aside, you know the changes to the different elements. How has that affected your gameplay? I'm just kind of curious. Um, well, I'm glad to have my plasma rifle back. <laughs> um, I, I, I've missed having the plasma rifle like it was before. Um, and it's, although it was OP before, uh, this gets it up to a more level playing field. So I'm enjoying that a lot more. Uh, I'm Galante, so I'm, I'm pretty much specced up on everything apart from Galante logistics and um, assault. So I'm Galante, I'm fully specced up in Galante Scout and Galante Commando, obviously with some heavy work in there as well. Um, and I'm sort of like building my way up just to get the last of the shield upgrades um, done and dusted because obviously I'm Galante, so the shield ones were the top priority. It was always the armor tanking. But uh, in terms of how I personally play the game at the moment, I do tend to lone wolf a bit. Uh, just so I can see what other people are doing on the battlefield, um, see how is that how they're doing things, um, maybe pick up on what's being done right, what's not being done right, and then convey that information into the court mails that I send out. Okay. Uh, any last questions for Denny Fufa slash Caval Longstride? Yeah, Go to bed. You need a cup of coffee. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I would do, I would do, but unfortunately, the kettle blew up last night. So it's this is an English house without the ability to make tea at the moment. Holy fucking gutted, fucking gutted, bro. <laughs> you have no idea. I mean, in the morning, I cannot function without a cup of tea. Uh, it just, it's just not physically possible for my brain to operate. Uh, so it's going to have to be a saucer, <laughs> a saucepan. Do you have tea Careful. with caffeine in it, or something, or do you just not need the caffeine? I, I, I'm confused here. Because you know, over, tea, bro. over here in America, it's all it's it's all about you know coffee. Hey, hey, don't this tea tea started a mm. war, yeah? Uh, tea built an empire. That's all I'm gonna say. Tea lost the yeah. empire continent as well. Don't don't uh, forget that. <laughs> well, for, for the for the record, the the first the first Blackwater esque company that I can find was the East India Trading Company, mostly built around tea and tobacco. <laughs> Damn straight. Okay, but, hey, but cross, cross. the tea I'm, primarily, not the tobacco. I'm not a smoker. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, cross, I think you're waving your hand for one more. Last, yep, yep. last question, by the way. All right. Um, most of the candidates in the race are current CEOs or former CEOs for dust corporations, and obviously that puts all of us in the position of having to deal with new players, both to the corp and to the game. You've had your fair share of experience and then some, obviously, so just wanted to give you a little time to soapbox here and uh, explain to the voters what sets you apart from all of the other current and former CEOs in the race. Um. What sets me apart, I think, is um, my insane dedication to the uh, new players. Um, like I mentioned before, uh, right now I send 30 emails to every new player that joins Dust University. Uh, now, the Legion announcement did hit us on, did hit the game in general uh, with new player numbers, but even then I'm still sending out 30 plus emails to at least 10 people a day. So that's 300 emails a day I'm sending out. Uh, times that by how many days and stuff like that, I think I worked out that 
since the beginning of this year alone, I've spent somewhere in the region of about nine solid days just sending emails to new players. Um, so I think that possibly sets me apart from uh, as being basically psychotic. <laughs> now, if, if they release the Crest uh, API, yeah, you'd be able to get one of these technical folks to write you an app to, to de- automate that process. That's true. Um, but in my discussion with CCP, um, and I do have a lot of discussion with CCP because of the role I do in the game with the new players, um, I'm hoping that a lot of this stuff will eventually make its way into the game as well. So that uh, I've, I've always been of the opinion that Dust Universe, uh, D- the Dust UI can be considered a failure for as long as it either needs um, Eve, the Eve client to be able to do stuff or it needs a third party app to be able to do stuff. There should be, it should have the ability to do everything it needs to do in the Dust client itself. Um, with the switch over to Legion and the PC, we're going to be a lot. Uh, we're going to be a lot more closer to that vision. And be able to do that. Um, the PS3, for all um, for all the fact that it's it's a great machine, but it was never never going to make it. Um, and and that became apparent to me a year before, ago. Before the Legion announcement, I was uh, recommending that they uh, move all the. Corp uh, management and email onto a web sign-in website. <laughs> Just get away from the. Uh, yeah. Well, exactly. I was, I was suggesting that they really need an Eve gate for dust. And yeah, uh, yeah, they do. Due to the limitations of the UI on the PlayStation, they just need to allow dust to to use the Eve gate because. I mean, if you're if you're messing with the logins, you can actually pretty much glitch the Eve site into thinking you're logged in, at, but from your Dust character, it just won't let you actually use the 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 uh, the Eve gate. I mean, I yeah, actually had, true. I, there there was a point where you could you could actually generate an API key using the Eve community website for your Dust account, um, because the logins are are, are cross recognized, but. Obviously, that API key didn't work. Plus, being able to check my dust mail at work would be awesome. Oh, it would. So, yeah, which, is why, more... which is why primarily I use the Eve Cloud because I can do that. Yeah, how many? How many of us are paying fifteen dollars a month for in-game mail from work? Yep, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty I, I much. Do, I, I, I do play some Eve, but it's primarily to, to run the core. Here, you want to go house? You, I can put this in a sadder level. I pay for an extra Eve account just for the purposes of having more characters to provide corp API keys for dust corps, um, because those corp API keys are how I manage uh, the Alliance and not ever, not every corp has a, has their own, uh, you know, Eve characters in it that can provide that. So what I'm hearing is a lot more reasons to put expel dust down as number two on your STV. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well played. Hey, myself as well. well. Played, sir. <laughs> I think that's that a was fair Nice. I love okay. I love the API. More API. Everything everything should be available through the API. You you should be able to like you know wipe your character's nose from the API. You just want to buy exotic dancers from Eve. As as long as Bam can hand me a beer and a plate of bacon through the API, I'm sold. The question is, can, can that, I watch I the, can I watch those exotic dancers through the API? Dude, beer and bacon rule the world. Hoorah! If they added the exotic dancers to the Merc quarters, it would greatly improve the new player experience. 
and Inc- retention. Incarno would have been considered a success if the exotic dancers worked in the in the Merc quarters. Let's be honest. That's that's not good. It's the tram far. system. <laughs> right, the tram let's get system back on is track. not currently yeah. operational, and that's let's the problem. Let's get this back on track. Come on. <laughs> okay. Goodness gracious! All right. So now that now that we've uh, hit our new, three new CPM candidates up uh, with uh, you know the new old Iron Will Saber, who is uh, I guess our one incumbent running, and we've got Expelled Dust, who's sort of a, a newcomer to the scene, but uh, uh, really really interesting ideas and definitely definitely worth a look. Uh, highly recommend you hook up with him and squad with him and talk to him. And then we've got uh, the ubiquitous Denny Longstreet slash Caval Longstride, which I, I guess that's like your Batman name. The um, uh, sort of the champion of the UI and the new player experience in Dust. Uh, we really appreciate you guys kind of talking to us. Now we're going to move kind of to the next half of the show where we kind of talk a little bit about some different stuff going on in game. A little bit more free-flowing discussion. We're not Nobody's in the hot seat, but everybody's fair to throw down the pointed questions and challenge, and that's all okay. So uh, we've kind of talked around a little bit as we talked to the CPM kids. Hotfix Bravo. A lot of interesting little changes that floated in and out of there. Uh, everything from small blaster turrets getting upgraded to rifle ranges being a, you know, a lot of changes within the rifle, infantry rifle community uh, in terms of light weapons, evening out range, uh, ranges, some damage buffs to the uh, to the plasma rifle, things like that. A lot of little things went down in Hotfix Bravo. So what I'm interested in here from the, from the team here is how are you finding you know the Hotfix Bravo fixes? And what do you think so far with the cumulative effect of hot, effect of Hotfix Alpha and Hotfix Bravo? And then after we kind of talk around about that a little bit, we'll talk a little bit about what we think are to be a Hotfix Charlie. So I'll just kind of open up the floor and I'll, I'll kick it out to you guys. What do you think? Uh, hugely in favor of it all. Um, really liking Alpha and Bravo. Uh, plus it's helping to bring the new players up again. Um, obviously, me doing stuff for the Eve client allows me to do a lot of figure analysis for new player experience. So the new the, the figures are beginning to creep again in terms of new players. And Speaking of the new player experience, am I the only one here crazy enough to be running a zero SP alt to test every time the new patch drops? Probably not. Yes. No. Uh, Iron Wolf, you and I need to get in squad sometime and see how we can survive Academy-style battles without SP. I've done it a few times, but I don't do it every patch. It's actually a pretty good idea. I'll have to try that out. Yeah, sign up, guys. Come on, Fox. With, with, with the war points going up to, is it 24k it went up to? Yeah, I think it might be interesting. Doubled, yeah, roughly. yeah, it's 24. Oh, yeah, that, that should be cool. I mean, that was one of the things I actually was involved with indirectly was the Academy. So um, I, I was asked for a lot of feedback on that, and they completely lowballed the figures. <laughs> Yeah. They, they, they ignored me. <laughs> One of the big issues is war points is really just the wrong metric for the academy. I've run multiple characters through the academy, and using only starter fits, I can break one OB solo easy in the academy due to prior character knowledge from playing close beta, whatever. But as soon as that same character with me still playing hits open dust, the kill-death kill ratio and the war points and just the overall experience takes such a sharp turn that it is truly uncanny. The Academy doesn't allow for preparation by a war point metric, and there really needs to be some kind of gradient or a different way to assess it, or new players are just getting shock treatment. Yeah, that's one of the problems with Academy. <laughs> we give them like a couple of matches to think the game is actually a decent game before we throw them to the, what we used to give them immediately before. 
Yeah, which would, would, would be so bad if there was like a page that came up after you'd left the academy and said, right, you've, you've dipped your toe in, now you're about to get the shit kicked out. Here is the <laughs> fire. Here <laughs> just is as the well, fire. Yeah, just as you're out of the academy, we'll come to do Eden, good luck, and that's the end of it. I, I think that they probably need an like an actual SP gate rather than a Warpoint gate. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, that was, one, that was, that was one of the things I did tell a... him. There is currently okay. one set at two million. Oh, okay. So if you break two million without um breaking the war points, um, then you get kicked out still. Be interesting if we just went to purely the SP element. Yeah, I, think I would. That just would be helpful for new players. Point element, just keep them there for the couple million. That's an interesting mechanic. I didn't know there was an SP uh, limit set at two million. <laughs> can can really hit it. the question is, can they do that with a hotfix? It's worth asking. It'd be worth exploring, but you have to remember that there were some metrics going into these numbers before, and they were measuring how many people were quitting before the academy. And we, there's been some revelations and some things that just did not work out earlier. Yeah, actually, that's what that's that is an interesting point. Actually, um, in the progression thread, and Legion um, CCPZ was talking about the numbers and metrics, and people are just screaming at him, asking for these details because uh, it didn't seem to. Um, agree with their point of view <laughs> so um, there are a lot of stuff that CCP know about the game uh, that we obviously don't have any access to whatsoever and under the CPM would actually have some clue as what that is as well unfortunately I'm not allowed to share those numbers with you exactly and so, that's something that CCP needs to work on changing as much as possible. I mean, obviously not everything will be out in front at any given time. That's a given. But while the recent increase in communication is great, there's still a lot more that could and really probably should be done that would help on many levels. I mean, even just the things that the um, that have been posted in the forums as, yes, we'll work on that, that's on the list over the last year, year and a half, we now have no current updates on where they are on the list, what relative ETA those things have, if they're even still on the list with you know, the changes in the watch, as it were. Um, like my proposal, for example, on improving the recruiting system so it can happen in-game, that was months and months and months ago, more or less signed off on forum nod, so obviously not official, but as yes, that's a good idea, we should work on that, and then nothing further. And there are so many proposals like that that are just kind of been given the nod and then language in obscurity and that's a major lack in communication that i think really needs to be addressed well going to the numbers thing i, I really think there probably are a lot more numbers that that uh, ccp should be sharing i mean i understand that they can't you know can't or, or won't talk about you know total player base no sorts of things because that's that's very much a marketing standpoint thing or how much how much money they're making or whatnot but things like in terms of of you know, hard numbers for actual gameplay elements that, that are, you know, that would be nice to have more of shared with people. And I think they should be doing it. Absolutely, Zell. Well, one thing, I like, you kind of, the you know, coming from the, one of the, I think, two or three people in the room, again, not running for CPM. As a player, one of the things I've asked CPM Zero before, uh, on a couple of occasions, uh, you know, over the last you know, probably 18 months or so, was something as simple. It sounds, well, again, relatively simple to me, but like everybody, you know, gripes and bitches about rifle ranges and DPS and all this, all this jazz, right? I, I was asking for, I thought something fairly simple and, and I realized technically it may or may not be, but 
do we have like what is the average uh engagement range per weapon like how many combat rifles you know got kills in the last month and what range was the average you know what's the bell curve of the ranges where their kills were made you know and, and to me it strikes me that little things like that like if if you showed players a graph of that that would clear up i think a lot of the the perceptions uh about the gameplay that that create a lot of you know ah the game is broken the game is this the game is that but you can actually show people how things work um and and eve on occasion they they do do the, they will do that um and i i just kind of offered that to iron wolf and who's a current CPM zero and prospective CPM one member and to you guys in the council, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, it's a little bit of what I was getting into. That's the kind of stuff that, that would legitimately help players. And, and it's not about min max. It's just like understanding, you know, what the heck the stuff does in the game. And, and I think it would also dispel some myths because yeah. I, I mean, I just, for me alone, I, I can, I can probably tell you a lot of the bitching about uh, rifles is, is for the me to me honestly the most part bitching because in the hands of a really good player or a good player, like they can use just about anything and they'll still kill you. You know, I'm I'm pretty confident of that. You know, by the way, I'm pretty sure that that the vast majority of engagements where people get killed with any weapon that you use in the game, I guarantee you it's inside the effective slash optimal range of both players. Like the the overwhelming majority of them are. Uh, but it'd be interesting to hear that or, or see really what the numbers are uh, from CCP on, on occasion. I was killed by an ion pistol the other day. Was it me? No, it was – I knew the person as a really good player, so I figured he could kill me with anything. I then sent him a mail to ask if that was – if I was supposed to be insulted. Well, since Denny said, was that me, we've established two things. He does, in fact, play the game and not the UI on occasion. And two, he uses the most fucked up weapon in the game right now. Yeah, and the plasma and the plasma, right, the plasma cannon, although it is no longer as screwed up as it once was. Um, yeah. that was I think mean, po- Pokey's about to come over with, uh, at you with a steel chair if you start messing with this plasma cannon. Oh, yeah. It's the best gun in the game, didn't you know? And also with the one second removal, the the what from the one point five to point five seconds switch over between the uh, weapons, it's uh, a much a much uh, better option now. Another thing I've kind of liked seeing uh, in regards to releasing numbers and and the reason behind changes and whatnot, it is nice to see uh, Rotati saying things like, you know, we're, we're noticing that the most used commando is the Mimitar. Why do you think that is? And granted, we're not getting numbers exactly, but it's nice to see we're considering this change. This is why we're considering it rather than just changing it, you know. So I, I kind of like seeing some of the reasoning behind the changes rather than these off-the-wall weird stuff they've been doing, you know, in the past and, and some recent things. But having just the reasoning behind it is, is better than nothing. I mean, I'm not exactly asking for straight numbers in every aspect, but, you know, knowing the thought process I think would go a long way in easing the mind of a lot of players. Yeah, I'd agree with that, Pokey. I mean, as adamant as I am that communication still really needs to take another step or two up from where it is, CCP Rattati has done amazing work in a short period of time as far as improving it from the state it was before and deserves a lot of respect for that. Honestly, oh, yeah. uh, Rattati is, you know, you, you thought, you know, and I, I shared this opinion with a lot of people, I'm sure, is is that, you know, when they said, oh, well, we're, we're barely putting, you know, any development resources still on dust. But I would say that in terms of, of you know, well, there hasn't been as much code code done, I would say the amount of fun increased um, between the two hotfixes uh, 
probably vastly outscopes most other patches that uh, Dust has ever had. He's absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I've been looking at this. Uh, what Rotati's doing with the hot fixes is a beta test for the CCP dev versus community relationship on developing the game and just how it could work. Well, simple example. For those of you who were around during the days when the TAC AR was able to destroy labs because it was so brokenly overpowered and how long it took for that to be fixed compared to how quickly <laughs> the... Those. Oh, yes. <laughs> Not good days. <laughs> and as opposed to today when we had a um, less than 48-hour turnaround on getting the Federation rifle fixed after it was discovered to be a bullet hose. <laughs> I, I will have to say that that was uh, that, that was one of the funnest probably 30 minutes that I've had in a while when somebody let me in on that little secret. Oh, yeah. I, I used them. <laughs> and it was all... Oh, is that why they were showing up in the kill feed? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, they, they had a thousand RPM. Fired to right? like a thousand. Yeah. How come no one tells me these things? I, I knew mean, about it, it right away. I knew oh, hang on. Oh, out. hang on. I, no, I'm too busy running, sending out court mails to everyone. That's what that problem is. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I kind of regret not trying it while it was a, while it was there, but such is life. I have to admit, I tried it. It's the first time since ever that I've actually run a Slayer Logi build. And I now understand why the assaults are sad. And to them, I say, your role needs to be buffed and made valid. And also, support logies need to have the same treatment. Because right now, just ouch on both counts. Yeah, that's, assault is badly, badly in need of, of, you know, something, anything really. Probably more damage. Yeah. Well, yeah, the entire meta frame line is really broken right now. I would like to see the assault suit be the DPS suit and not not a another health buff like so many other suits. I'd like to see them the medium health DPS suit. Can I get an amen on that? I fully agree. Yeah, I've, I've been. You know, the thing right now is, and and this is maybe you know stomping into to my opinion on on other suits, but I, I was actually kind of irked that they gave commandos the direct damage buff. Because it, it seems to me that heavy frames should be trading in on ideal damage profiles in exchange for the fact that they are, you know, you know much more resilient suits. And, and I would rather see the heavy frames be, you know, lean heavily on their extended health, whereas assault suits should be more a little bit more glass cannon in that they ha- they're, they're the top on, on damage. And then your light frames, their their focus is on being nearly invisible. Well, I think I think a lot of the issue with that is that CC was trying to avoid making the commandos and the assaults appear redundant, when in reality they really are redundant, and that's fine. They can be variants of each other, but they need to kind of just you know swallow the pill and go, okay, yeah, they're going to be both damage dealers. They're going to be a little different from each other, but they're a similar role. And they they kind of touched on that when they had the, the fire rate bonus to the assaults, which had its issues. And then they moved away from giving a DPS bonus, and I think that was a mistake. I think it, it kind of stole the role away from them, and I think that needs to come back. And if it's just a straight damage buff in whatever form, I think it's going to give the assaults the role they meant they were meant to have, even if it is redundant with the, with the commando. Yeah, I would normally never recommend a straight, flat DPS buff, but I think in the case of the assault suit, that is exactly what they need, like a 2%. DPS per level. 
just because that's what should define their class, is they should be the damage class. And there's ways you can make them a little different from commandos so that they f they feel unique and they, they are a different role, but it's okay if they're similar. You know, like, um, we've seen in Legion, they're kind of moving away from the commando and kind of merging it with the assault. And I think that's actually a pretty cool move, but obviously they aren't going to do that for Dust. I mean, I, I love my commando suit. It's a lot of fun, and a lot of people would hate to have it go away for Dust. So yeah, I, I mean, think having well, it be redundant is fine. I mean, one of the ways they could immediately fix the problem, and I've suggested this a few times, is the logistics role is used as a slayer, uh, and it shouldn't be. So, like the um, um, like the heavy, like well, I can't remember which class it is. It only uses one cl um, has the sidearm. Um, I can't remember. I'm rambling now, but it should basically just have a sidearm. The logi, as far as I'm concerned, because a submachine gun is pretty potent weapon by itself if you're skilled up into it. I was just going to say that. I've been banging on about that for months. Yeah, Take I... the assault rifle from the the uh, medic. God, take the assault rifle away from the Logi. The Logi is a logistics class, not an assault class. It's there to support, run a support role, not a Slayer assault role. Give I'll the say, Slayer capabilities to the assault. Bam, I'll say to you what I've said to everyone who suggested that since closed beta. As soon as we have logistics roles in Dust that can pull their weight the way that they do in EVE, that's great. Until then... Welcome to Legion. Yeah. Well, we also have to fix all the sidearms, too, because there's only, like, one or two viable options currently. Max, uh, there's yeah. only one or two so, viable assault rifles currently. Another perspective I want to put on that is that um, if you do that, the a Sentinel with a assault rifle will still be doing the same damage as an assault with an assault rifle. Uh, wouldn't it be cool if the assault suit did a little bit more damage with the assault rifle than the Sentinel? You mean Commander? No, I mean, I mean, I mean the Sentinel. Um, I, I mean, give the uh, the assault player a DPS bonus for the light weapons, and uh, then that gives them a little edge over the non uh, light weapon combat classes. Like it, it would give them more, make the assault suit do more damage than the Logi. It also make the ass assault rifles do more damage on the assault suit than, say, the heavy suit with a light weapon. Yeah, this, not to go too Eve all over everyone, but shouldn't CCP have already learned that lesson? Which turrets don't correspond to their racial ships in Eve? Why don't we have that sort of thing in Dust? Because CCP? Well, For science! Let me let me kind of throw this out at you, and, you know, as, like, one of the, you know, kind of dedicated logies that run around, probably play that 90% of the time. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of only running a sidearm uh, on a Kaldari Logi suit, or, or really any Logi suit, frankly. Uh, mostly because it's, it's purely out of self-defense. And, and you can ask Cross and Pokey. I, like I routinely say, it, my job is to pull 3,000 war points and have a KDR of one. And, um, and I like to think I'm pretty decent at it, but I, I would say if you only let Logis run uh, light or uh, correction sidearms, I'm I'm not sure that would. Yes, it would take the Slayer role away from them, but I, I don't think you. I don't think people appreciate how much that would really, really put them at a disadvantage. Because I would tell you right now, even with like an assault rail rifle, killing like a scout that decloaks in front of your face, that shit's hard. Um, so th that's just my perspective. Now, one thing I, I do think, I think Bam and Denny and the guys that are kind of champions of that, I think you're onto something. Is it? it is defining the role a little better. And I would like to pull in a, an idea that Cross has talked to a lot of guys about. Uh, 
just like we require you to fit a weapon in your drop suit before you drop, I think uh, you should require all three equipment slots to be filled on the logic. Uh, because not everybody does, and that's one of the reasons they get that CPU and PGU to run damage mods and do a lot of other stuff with Logi suits. But I think there's some things that you could do to help further tamp down the Slayer Logi piece. And, that, and again, that's just me, you know, for all the Logi bros that listen, you know, I'm trying to pipe in to, to try to, you know, keep us together on that. And, and frankly, I'm not that worried about, like, offensive damage output. You know, it, there's a time and place for that, and sometimes the best support you give is with your gun up. But I'm I'm usually more worried about using my weapon to keep me viable to provide, you know, ammo, health, reps, uplinks, and X, Y, and Z to guys. So that's just my, my shot across the bow as the, the Lodgy bro in the room. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'd, I'd go for that as well because um, being, being among the club that kept repping people even when there were no war points for it, I can say categorically and unequivocally that even with all of the fittings, bonuses, etc., to equipment, the things that people object to from the lodges as far as killer bees, slayers, etc., are things that someone who's running the role as support cannot fit and cannot do. And the nerfs and most of the nerf cries have really been deeply out of line as far as making it an effective support role. It's nerfing the support role more than the slayer role, and as the patches have demonstrated pretty conclusively already, nerfing the Lodgy doesn't make the assault good. It just makes the Lodgy bad. So we need things to specialize the roles by enhancing what they do so that's how you want to fit the suit. Nerfing something so that it just can't function is basically bad practice most of the time. And this kind of goes back to the cross was saying before. I mean, in EVE, a logistic ship, which is entirely purely support, is capable of basically negating large amounts of damage incoming on the target it's repping. Granted, the core repair tool is very strong, but it's it's not capable of repping more damage than that that person is taking. It more delays the death, you know, a, a little bit. So to say it's only a purely support role in terms of like a medic terms, it, it simply can't fill that role. So you either have to go with, okay, give it the ability to make players unkillable while you're repping them like it is an EVE unless there's massive amounts of DPS, or they fill a, a, like a, a partial support role. And in that case, in my opinion, a logistics is support, but that can also include combat support, you know, indirect support, uh, and that can include you know, shooting people or throwing remotes down. It, it's, it's, a, it's a less direct method of combat, but that is still support, you're providing covering fire, that sort of thing. And I think the issue isn't necessarily making the Slayer Lodge weaker. I think the issue is that the assault is just not good enough. And if you make the assault a much better Slayer suit, people aren't going to use the Lodge as a Slayer, they're going to use the assault because it's better. And those who actually want to use it as support will use it as support. Yeah, even if you just gave 1% damage per level, people would still crunch the, you know, the min-maxers would go for that extra 5% damage. 5% damage is huge. That's a complex damage mod now. I mean, even just the, the 10% of the commando feels like a shitload. So, you know, if you make the assaults a lot better at being slayers than the Lodges do, people are not going to use Lodges as a slayer. It's, it wouldn't make sense. Well, perhaps say- design a new weapon. Instead of having an assault rifle, make a carbine with um, a higher mag capacity and a lower DPS. But what's Similar to a machine gun, better, but a uh, lower mag type than a submachine gun. There we go. Defense Compact versions of all the regular rifles. There we go. Yeah, I can. No, I can, see, I can kind of go for that. In, in all honesty, and, and that's and that's all I would ask for. Honestly, as a logi, is like I, I want to fight and chance to like defend myself. That's that's really it. And, and, and really, defend your heavy. It's yeah. That's that's the thing is like so. He- bam, heavy machine gun doesn't have much range. 
Well, not only that, but like, damn, what's your reload time? Like, you, I think you've, you're pretty well skilled into HMGs. So, what's your reload HMGs, time? heavies, and uh, Kaldari assault. Yes, um, it, it's it's maxed out. Everything on the heavies are maxed out. So at max reload, at re- max reload, you drop it from eight seconds to six seconds. That's that's a long time, bro, for you to be dis- defenseless. And that's usually when when I want to. That's one of the few times where I'm like, I'm guns up and I'm moving in front of you so that I can protect you while you're, you know, while you got your shit, you know, where you're going through your little animation shit. And that's that's really all I'm kind of asking for. But I like your idea though, is maybe you, you come up with, you know, it's sort of the carbine version uh, of either an upfleeted version of a sidearm or a downfleeted version of a uh, one of the racial rifles. It's, it's not a bad approach. It's probably pretty easy to do. I'll, Don't get me wrong. Just... Me just me, by me saying remove the assault rifle from the uh, logic slot doesn't mean I'm set wholeheartedly on that. I'm open to new suggestions and new ideas. Uh, oh, sure, the sure. devs want our information um, because they want to balance Legion, and this is why there's so much dev communication on the forums. As far as I believe, they want to talk to us. They want to know what the games like, plays like, because this is what they're going to port across to the Legion, as far as I can work out and far as what I've read in the forums. So they want to know what the gameplay is like. They want to fix and hotfix these things as quick as possible to keep the forum, the, the community that we have now, happy. So, yeah, uh, Retatati or Retuti, whatever, he's he's doing a sterling job at, at um, doing all these fixes, and yeah, he's he's doing very, very well, as, uh, as far as what I can make out. With the current balance, from what I can tell, the... Uh... The heavy, the sentinels are, are strong. The uh, scouts are strong. The lodges are as strong as you would want them in combat, uh, which means they're somewhat weaker. Uh, if the assault were buffed a little bit to bring them up to the scout and the heavy, I think you'd have everything kind of balanced where you'd want them. Uh, the problem I have with Slayer mode at the moment is that. Um, the Slayer mode is too self-sufficient um, in terms of being able to uh, rep itself. In terms of in terms of being able to rep itself, its damage and replenish itself with with its uh, with nano hives. Um, that's part of my problem with the whole Slayer thing. It, um, it it just seems that you can run you can lone wolf very effectively and not have to worry about uh, a replenishment or anything like that. So. I mean, I'm just spitballing here. I'm just throwing out ideas, but perhaps maybe the assaults. Um, you, if you give them the DPS, a huge amount of DPS, they're going to need the support in order to. They're going to be need to to be supported in some way. So perhaps getting rid of one of the equipment slots so that a logi has to be. They have to rely on logis as well. And um, anyone thinking about that? Uh, people would probably hate that, but honestly, I think making the logistics role more important is always a good thing. I think it's. Uh, Especially yeah, with, the, the, with the scouts yeah, having kind of the pocket logic capability with the two with the two equipment slots, I think logics are kind of feeling the the heat and that they don't, aren't as necessary as they probably should be in filling that support role. Equipment is really a big problem in that honestly, the effectiveness and value of equipment needs to be buffed substantially across the board and have their fittings requirements increased commensurate with that. So it's just a lot harder to fit equipment if you don't have a reduction, uh, much like it is with the cloak and the scouts. You can put a cloak on other suits, but it's not really valuable to do so most of the time. Equipment in general should be in a similar role, especially at the proto level. I think the other thing you have to think about, you know, in all fairness is if you took away that one equipment slot 
uh, or you trim down the scout, the scouts to like one equipment and they had to choose cloak or something else. It, you know, when you do that, I don't, I don't know that that would necessarily help either because then what you're going to be driven to is even more. No, no, no. I'm, to I'm talking purely about the assault class. No, no, uh, I know the, that. The Venus Slayer. Uh, the, scouts need to be self-sufficient to a certain no, degree. No, no, no. Denny, I, I got you. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, this is coming from a guy for you know, about nine straight months ran assault suits. That one equipment slot that you run, um, that, that's pretty critical in a lot of cases uh, from a team play aspect. Because there's a lot of times when your squad's going to be broken up into like more than one big blob, and that one equipment slot literally can be the difference between success or failure uh, with a, a strategically placed up link or a repping hive at the right spot. You know, somebody also has to be able to pick up the lodgy when they get shot and you know, shit like that. So I, I would just offer that I see where you're coming from on it, and, and I don't, and I, I think your intent is there, but I, from a player perspective, I, I don't. I don't think people understand like how much that that would sting like team play if you remove that one equipment slot from from assault suit. Well, Honestly. perhaps well, perhaps then the lodgy being the only suit that could drop an uh, an uplink. I I think that restrictions aren't necessarily required to improve the support role so much as just enhancing the equipment somewhat and making the assaults valid. An assault suit that's living longer and fighting more, has more armor to be repped, more times to be revived, uses up more ammo that it needs to replenish, and if other assaults are also dealing out that damage, those who aren't quite maintaining the gun game are going to be dropping somewhat faster, so that's more spawns for uplinks. So there, there's still the potential for support roles to really be doing well there. It's sort of a bottleneck on the equipment, and I have this thread knot that started back in, like, just before Codex dropped in closed beta, um, about all of the reasons why the equipment line needs to be redone and fixed, so I won't even try to go into it all here, but that's one of the first things that has to be focused on to make the support role valid and to make Slayer Lodges not exist. If there's another use for the suit, aside from slaying, if there's another role in the game, people will start doing that. Right now, though, you have mostly a few diehards trying to do it because it's fun. Just like the Minja, the Minmatar Scouts, you have some guys trying to do it because it's fun and they're focused on doing it, not because it's optimal, not because they think it's effective. And that's kind of what we need to do game-wide is make all the roles effective rather than have one role that's effective and that be who's the best Slayer. See, my view is to shift the commando away from Slayer and turn him into a suppression role. Basically give them a ammo magazine or max bonus instead of damage bonus. Give the damage bonus to the assault instead. That'd be pretty legit, actually. I mean, I can, yeah, yeah, I think I'd go, go for that. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I'd be in support of it. So I, I, got, a, I got a quick question for a couple of guys, and we'll continue it up for those of you that you play heavies on a routine basis. I'm not tracking that they changed. They haven't really changed a lot for the heavies in Hotfix Alpha and Bravo. Um, are you guys pretty cool with, with where the heavies are at? Uh, and, and is there anything you want to have done to Leave the heavy repair improvements <laughs> have been very nice, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, trying out some of these shield modifications on Fox, but I haven't got Crash maxed out yet this week. Just so you know, um, <clears throat> I have a second character, Crash Gaiden, who's uh, protoed in Amar uh, Sentinel, and then since the 1.8 uh, respec, I have Fox uh, protoed in Caldari and Mimitar Sentinel. Mimitar Sentinel for a heavy. Now that's interesting. 
Yeah, it plays pretty much the same as my Amar suit that I've been playing since 1.3 that had uh, multiple kin cats on it. Yeah, very quick, very nimble. you got to have your aim wired when you run that suit. Do you run the 6-kin or do you run the uh, normal sort of uh, HMGs? I run with standard cheap uh, basic ones a lot of times, although I do have a couple of uh, suits now with the uh, steel mill. Well, to keep my DPS up, I've actually completely shifted from the uh, cheap advanced gear and actually fitted a uh, Proto uh, HMG just to keep my DPS um, relatively high because I do feel that uh, when you do run a heavy, you do take a lot of hits because the minute they see a heavy on the field, he's slow, he's an easy target, and rightly so, he gets all the bullets. Meat shield, bullet magnet, whatever you want to call me, I'm fat and heavy and slow, I'll take your bullets and come back for more sort of thing. Um... So yeah, you got to dish out more than what you take, if you know what I mean. I try to play my heavy as much like a scout as I possibly can. I make heavy use of cover. <laughs> that's, that's, heavy. <laughs> that's, that's like a fat man squeezing into a thin man's body. That's, that's going to be hilarious. Hey, have you tried the burst that is, at all? That is the way to uh, play the Mimitar uh, Sentinel, though. And yes, I've played the burst, but I haven't. It's an awesome weapon, but I can't get the timing down. So when it's shooting, I'm not quite got it lined up. And by the time I got it lined up for the head, it's gone into a pause cycle. It sounds great for the scout heavy concept. The shotgun of HMGs. However, I got to say that killing the person that kills you uh, maybe two times per game is hilarious. It is funny. It is funny. For those that don't know, the when the HMG goes, in a burst HMG goes into the pause cycle. It's not, it's not like the um, a combat rifle where you can pull the trigger again to get it to go again. It pauses, but that those uh, shots are lined up. You pull the trigger, they're going to go off, and they may go off after you die and before you fall to the ground. It's like a workable uh, that, desperation grenade. That used to be something back in Codex where you could just hold down the trigger as you were dying and your gun still fired and possibly killed the guy that killed you. God, that was nuts. Back from the dead. <laughs> of course, decision. that led to um, people um, having the gun stuck on after they died and then you kept on hearing the gun firing even though there's no more bullets in the magazine. Yeah, that still happens. Yeah, that that still happens. That happens forever. It's always happened. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a pain in the ass, but, you know, hey, it's just one of those little things we, we learn to deal with. Um, so I, th- I think we've covered a lot of ground on the Hotfix problem. We kind of got a little little bit into some different things. Um, I did have a comment yeah, on it. Yeah, please go um, ahead, I, th- I haven't done enough uh, tanking uh, since Bravo to be have hard facts on it, but the impression I get is that uh, nerfing the damage mods, the militia turret DPS plus the militia turret overheat all at the same time may have had too much of a cumulative effect. It may have gone just a bit too far. Ammo is an interesting thing um, from using the small turrets. In my experience, what happens a lot because of the dispersion and moving targets, etc., is that you just go dry and have to go back to resupply. That's one gripe I have that's related to that, is the uh, the range at which you can replenish ammo from a, uh, a supply depot is stupidly small. It's very difficult to actually nudge your way up to uh, a supply depot to get ammo out of it, and I think that could probably be buffed up a bit for vehicles at least. 
and where they put the supply depot sometimes. They can't park by it. Oh yeah, yeah. there's, there's some you have to basically be pretty much climbing over a railing to actually get it to give you That just goes back to the bad map design again, which is one to, of my no, bugbears. No, 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 wait a minute now. To be fair, for, for all of us who, who hate on all you motherfuckers that drive tanks, um, I like those spots that you can't get to or you have to weasel your way into because that's a great place for proxies. Or for me to sneak up and drop an RE on you. So I think that's great map design. Just saying. What what about those posts on the ramp that leads up to the uh, supply depot? Like, oh, why yeah. is that post? There? More posts. Put posts everywhere. Dude, I'll tell you right now, posts and the RDVs are the best, like, AV weapons you've got. Line posts. I, ne- <laughs> I never I'm realized I'm sorry, I disagree how- there. Me and a forge gun will take on any <laughs> tank, anywhere, any map, anytime. I will bury yeah. you. There was a there was a few patches there where the the best weapon AV weapon in the game was the RDV and I I felt that RDV glitches were perhaps intentionally introduced to balance the gameplay. I I, I will have to say I think I think I think if you took Bam's KDR against tanks it would be right up there with RDVs or or at least with you know random ramps that'll flip you over. So he's he's probably OP as far as I'm concerned. Those those posts in the research lab, by the way, to labs, that is so painful, especially when they first introduced <laughs> the map and you would the, the post would not appear until like you hit it. And it's, it's, not as the, it's not as bad as the light, the lamp post from the uh, the closed beta where if you drove past it, you would blow up. They were it's, the a, it's a Nova lamp post. You didn't see that in the description. Oh, yeah. yeah, it would be some, a lightning bolt would come out and blow you up. It was, it was terrible. I, ne- I never realized how many posts there were in the game until I started tanking. Fox, Fox, but... your voice. Stop. Fix your mic. Thank you. <laughs> the uh, invisible speed bump in, in that uh, Galente compound that throws you into the air upside down and half the time your lab explodes because That's you hit nothing on the way in. What about the mythical lamppost launcher we were supposed to get? No, it's Nifhack. Speaking of dev hacks, I would love the idea of the devs that are involved in QA and more of the balance stuff and CCP Vertati actually employing dev hacks so that they have the availability to run all roles at all levels and get their boots on the ground some. Obviously, under-assumed names might be valuable so they're not hunted to get distorted impressions, but it's a lot different seeing something kill you a bunch of times or thwart you a bunch of times than it is trying to run that and seeing how hard it is to make that work yourself. I know there have been several times where I was just adamant that something was broken during closed beta until I tried to use it myself and then realized that, no, the guy doing it was just really good at that. That's not broken, that's player skill. And there's a sliding scale, but boots on the ground makes a real difference in understanding how the game works. That's why I really try to avoid forming an opinion about a weapon or a role until I actually try it myself. Because, I mean, like, like you said, there's a lot of times where I've been like, oh my god, it's ridiculous. And I go in there, I'm like, how the hell does he kill people with this? You know, it's nuts. So it, it's good to get a nice, well-rounded experience, at least a little bit, so you kind of get a feel for the weapons and, and how they actually perform. Uh, that's one reason why I go uh, Omni-Soldier. Yeah, much respect yeah. on that, Iron Wolf. No, yeah, and and I would say, and just and again, let me throw this in there to all you guys in the room that are interested in rep- representing the players. I, I'm a, you know, I don't look for anybody that's you don't have to top the killboards every you know every week. I don't need to see you on the overall you know KDR super feed like in my Merc quarters. 
but it, it does a lot for me as a player to know that the people that are wanting to represent me play the game a lot and, and at least as much as you're going to be able to as a CPM, mostly because you do get that hands-on feel and, and you do, you, you kind of get that subjective understanding. It's a little bit of what Kevin was saying is like, how do you, how do you talk to the normal gamer? What you, what you got to play? Uh, and I think that's, that's something critical that I look for is, is that you know, guys actually have their hands, you know, on the game and they're, and they're checking it out and they see, and, and then when I, when I talk to you or when a player talks to you, you kind of, kind of, you can conceptually understand what they're talking about when they're like, Hey, well, I've, have you thought about this side or the other? What were the conditions you were trying in that? And it's, it's much more that that helps me as a player know that the guys representing me are seeing things the same, same way I am, you know, from the in match perspective. So just throw that out there um, real, real quick. Not to cut anybody off. We'll jump back into the conversation real quick, but I think Pokey's got to go in a second. And if you wanted to throw a shout out um, before you had the bell, Pokey. Uh, yeah, sure. Just, uh, you know, thanks for all the, the new CPM guys coming on here and talking to us. It's always good to, to speak to you in person and get your thoughts and kind of a feel for uh, you as a person. So, you know, thanks for showing up at the show. It's good to have you. You're welcome back. Uh, shout out to OSG, my corporation. Bunch of great guys. I know they're, they're testing out some, some E3 betas and whatnot. I have a lot of fun with that. So it's been good stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next week and uh, talk to you later. Cheers, right. Pokey. Cool, cool. Hey, um, the, the only thing Pokey's going to miss is probably the, the shortest and sort of the, and for me, one of the funner parts of this. Uh, they just had the E3, uh, you know, super uber game release uh, conference here last week or so. A lot of great YouTube videos, a lot of things released. And one of the interesting things I do, cause, you know, because I love Dust and, and you know, sort of by extension, I'll probably end up loving Legion, much like I'm, I'm addicted to CCP games. But I, I I do look at other games and I see what are things that I would love to be uh, present in my, in, you know, in my primary games. Uh, or really, I just look for other things because one thing I'd offer to anybody is like, don't ever be a, like a mono stylist, you know, play other games to get a different perspective on things and see how other games work. And you'll always pick something up you can, you can bring back to better your own play. But uh, I was kind of curious what you guys thought. If you've seen any of the, like all the new games coming out, there's a lot of, a lot of the PS4 uh, games are starting to pop, bubble up, you know, now. What are you guys seeing out there that you're interested in playing outside of uh, CCP products? What, what's kind of caught your eye? I'll kind of open it up to you guys. Well, uh, sorry, you go first. I was just going to say, Nintendo kicked Sony and Microsoft's rear this year. The Wii U is actually a game console, and, and cool things are, are coming, and, and that's what I'm excited about. Okay. Yay, I care about that because no, I don't. Denny, you can go now. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Denny, go ahead, man. Uh, yeah, the one thing I'm sort of involved in as well at the moment is uh, I'm in the... I was on the forum, dis- the discussion design forum for Elite Dangerous because I shoved a shitload of money at them at the Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in. I'm playing Elite Dangerous a lot, um, and I've got to tell you that game is shaped to be something very, very special. But I've I heard have, about that game. I have, I have heard about that game. It looks interesting. What's it about? I have tell to me. say what the problem is with it, though, is that they're the the company that that is making it are are greedy douchebags. Um, when they they sell a premium beta, it's 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 more expensive than the normal beta. And you could buy the alpha, you could buy the premium beta, you can buy the beta, you can pre-order the game, or you can pre-purchase already the first expansion pack. And the game isn't even out yet. 
Any company that, dev that develops a game or puts it up for market is a greedy douchebag. They're not doing it for the fun of it. They're doing it for the balance books. They want they, money. They, they want your money. Yes, but they beat EA in douchiness, and that's hard to do. Well, if, they, if they've got a good enough game, people will pay and they won't bitch about it. It's it's when you have a game that comes out that does that that isn't good. So with that, the only thing I know about Elite Dangerous is a lot of people is very interested in it. And a lot of people are having some issues with the bugs. But when they do play it, they say it's pretty legit. Is that what you think, Denny? Absolutely. I mean, put it. That, that, I mean, there are a lot of American people listening to this who do not understand what we're talking about when we say Elite Dangerous. Uh, and let's put this into perspective. Um, without Elite, the original Elite, uh, you wouldn't have Grand Theft Auto. Uh, you wouldn't have any sandbox games. And you most certainly would not have... Eve, Eve Online at all. It is the granddaddy of sandbox games. Um, it always has been. Um, it's it's had several iterations in the past. On the um, it originally was on the BBC Micro B, and then it went onto the Spectrum, the Atari ST, the Amiga, PC, or every single format going. Um, it is basically it is ground zero for the gaming. Um, if you, I, I invite you all to you, uh, look it up on Wikipedia, and um, it's there's a reason why it's consistently in every list of developer. Uh, developers have always said their seminal game it is consistently in the top five, um, and the people who make Grand Theft Auto have publicly stated that if it hadn't been for Elite, you wouldn't have Grand Theft Auto. End of discussion. Well, the thing is, is that uh, you bring up a good good subject. I know there's a lot of uh, engines that have been uh, cross-platformed. Uh, for example, the guys from ID Software, guys that brought you uh, Wolfenstein, uh, Quake, and Doom. Uh, those guys, obviously, their engines uh, that Carmack or Carmack or whatever designed and developed, he actually, uh, without those engines, we wouldn't have games like Halo. Now, speaking about Halo, I've actually played the alpha for uh, Destiny, and I freaking love that game purely because it's what I think Legion's has to be. Um, if Legion is that game, well, then I'm going to kick Destiny to touch and play Legion, you know? So, yeah, it's interesting to see um, where Destiny's going to go with this. Yeah. I, for one, do not feel excited by Destiny at all. Yeah, I'm not at all, frankly. Really? Interesting. Tell me why. Because it's, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not a single shard game. It's, it's, a dust, it's, a, it's a it's a dust cone, yay! <laughs> More like I don't see where you're going to be in that game at, when you start getting towards in game or something. It just it does not feel like inspiring to a. It's not like Mass Effect. Mass Effect, you felt like your character was building up towards something grand at the end, and Destiny just just lacks that. Um, and desire that's what to I liked about self. Dust. That is what I liked about Dust, because it wasn't a single shot. You were involved people on the opposite end of the freaking planet, whereas Destiny doesn't have that. This is why I'm so pissed at CCP doing the things the way they've done about it, from taking Dust to Legion. I want my Dust, but by the by, that's by the by. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. Hey, quick question, Bam. Destiny, is that... Is that like a team game where you can have like more than dudes just like in your, your squad or so? Like yeah, I was um, running with uh, six guys running around the uh, their sort of universe. He's obviously made and developed a universe. You run around their universe. Uh, three man fire teams or six man fire teams or four man fire, whatever. And you just run around shooting stuff. Um, I've put a complaint in with regards to the um, AI being dumb, cantankerous, and dull witted because it is stupid. 
I'd much rather be shooting people in PvP because at least you earn your kills that way. Is, uh, is there a PvP in Destiny? Yeah, there is. Um, I've stuck up two videos on the uh, YouTube channel that I've uh, <laughs> my shit YouTube channel that I've got going. Uh, have a look at have a have a look at those. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I will. Right. It's it's the, it's nothing the AI like Dust Absolutely. Ah, uh, well, it remains to be seen. I haven't played the game, so I can't comment. But the AI in <laughs> Destiny sucks. Okay. All right. Very cool. Uh, any other any other games tickling guys fancy? Anybody? Yeah, I've got one. It's not an E3 announce, but especially with Legion looming on the horizon and the concept of a unified platform, yes, no, in Legion's future vis-a-vis -vis Dust, uh, Warframe has been something that I've dabbled in and kind of been taking a few notes on. Its PvP is admittedly very much on the weak side, but it has some things that Dust currently lacks and I think would be enhanced by, namely PvE and some direct market stuff. It doesn't have an EVE level market, but it has the ability to sal salvage some bits and thereby get new equipment and weapons, which, if people have been paying attention to CCPZ, should sound really familiar. I the tried it. I was not impressed with Space Ninjas. I don't know. Well, that's setting that those, not mechanics. I'm, I'm talking about how it could potentially advise Legion, um, especially in elements like why gear progression is intriguing to people, you know, collectibles, etc. How far you can stretch PvE before it becomes too repetitive, where the drop-off is. Um, th things like that. And I think if my first comment when I'd played it for a few weeks was, gee, I wish this was the PvE Dust had because Dust is way more interesting, but it's lacking this big, you know, Warframe-shaped hole that could really improve things. Yep, and I'll throw one out just for me. Uh, I saw the, like, six-and-a-half-ish minute trailer of Rainbow Six Siege, and that level of close-quarters battle communication and environmental interaction is what I would love to see um, come out at Legion. I, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be able to get to that, but that was just absolutely spot on. If you guys have seen that, highly recommend you Google that. Uh, it was a very, very interesting uh, PVP. I think it was like five on five or six on six uh, in a relatively small building or a house. That was just absolutely spot on. And that is the kind of teamwork and gameplay that I, I would like to have uh you know, that we don't have in dust, but you've got like all these like sort of like nascent little pieces of DNA floating around in there that if they could bring all that together, that would be absolutely just like off the charts if you could do anything close to that in Legion. Uh, and that was kind of the point, by the way, of what we were talking about here is, you know, everybody's like, well, why, you know, why are you talking about something other than, you know, dust Legion or whatever? Well, the point is that you, you can look at other games and you can learn from them. And it's kind of cool to like just play other games to give yourself a break and like, you know, work out some different skills and stuff like that. And, you know, like we've already said in the channel a couple of times, we're all gamers. So gamers play games and you don't have to be just a, you know, a slavish, you know, devotee to one single game. A lot of people do that and they're very happy and I'm cool with it. But I like to actually branch out every once in a while, check out other stuff, because then I can go back and provide a little bit of feedback to the community or really to the devs about maybe some cool things and features that they might want to try putting in. Uh, and if if you're ever at a position where you can affect change as a community, it's probably with Legion now. And that's and that's I think Bam was spot on earlier is the reason that they're engaging us so deeply uh, in the player base is because they do want to try to really honestly get their best foot forward on Legion. And I think they've learned a lot of lessons from Dust. 
And I think the more that the players give solid, you know, articulate feedback to them, keep bringing them ideas, even if those ideas are coming from other games, that's all cool. So that was kind of the point of just kind of doing a quick round robin on, you know, you know, what other games might be out there that you're checking out and stuff like that. So um, with that, I think we're going to, we're hitting just over the two hour mark and I'll kind of bring this one to a close. We had a really, really good discussion with three uh, new CPM members or not new CPM members, but newly announced candidates uh, or one oldly announced candidate, I guess with Kev, Kevall, but uh, very, very, very old, very oldly. <laughs> three candidates who are new to our show would be the correct, uh, correct uh, phrasing there. <laughs> That, that would be an accurate statement. And, and by the way, I'm over here getting pasted in the chat channel by people saying, why aren't we going for three hours? Well, the reason we're not going for three hours is because most of us actually actually have people that need to get to sleep that are like helping us run this podcast. But I will have to give a shout Thank out you, real, quick, real quick to uh, one guy before we actually start the real shout outs. To the Black Jackal, the Thunder from Down Under, you've met your match with Expelled. Just saying. We'll get to that later. Um, so with that, we'll start the official shout outs for the, for the show. Uh, and we'll lead it off with Sriazel. I'm I'm not ready for my shoutouts. All right. Um, okay. All right. Here's okay. All right. All right. No, no, check this out. When you put when you when you start your name with an A, so that you can move to the front of the line, and then you're not prepared when I call on you, I am now mentally moving you all the way to the bottom of the bottom of the line. All Ouch. the time. Ouch. All right. What watch watch this. Bam. Any shoutouts? Uh, yeah, I've got a few. Um, first, I'd like to thank uh, the three uh, new CPM nominees to uh, answering my stupid mundane questions and for putting up with me and my uh, uh, idiocy. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, secondly, I'd like to say thank you to um, CCP Ratatouille, Ratati, Tattoo Dude, whatever, doing some ex- excellent work on the uh, Alpha Bravo. Um, I think those are absolutely epic. Um, leave the HMG alone. Don't touch the heavy. Please, <laughs> please, bro, please. Uh yeah, again, just a gamer, and thanks for having me on the show, dude. Thank you. Excellent. And real quick, uh, Bam, you got a Twitch stream up now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I tried streaming some Battlefield 4 today, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suck at Battlefield 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I highly recommend you guys check out Bam's YouTube channel or catch him on Twitch. It's uh, it's always up for a laugh. Uh, Cross? Yep. Um Quick shout out to CCP Ritati. Thanks for helping Dust not go extinct. A further shout out to all of my support Logi Bros. Appreciate you guys not choosing to go extinct despite the um, year plus of getting nerfed for what Slayers are doing since there's no assault roll. And finally, a shout out to the cats in the barbershop. I appreciate you guys not cutting my throat so that I'm not extinct. And I'll catch you later on. Cool, cool. Denny. Uh, yeah, uh, again, uh, thanks very much, CCP Retardy, for everything you've been doing so far. Uh, and I do know that the devs listen to this show and all the all the podcasts. So, uh, CCPZ, I'm holding you to your and CCP Rouge, I'm holding you to your promise of a, a tweeted picture of the new market screens to, later today. So, you know, I'll be I'll, I'll be chasing you up on that. Okay, and Fox. I'd like to give a shout out to the other uh, members of the Learning Coalition Council, all of whom seem to have disappeared after the Legion announcement, but all of whom are, have recently been spotted posting on the forums again. So I'm hoping to see them in game soon. All right. And I'm Will Soup. I'd like to give a shout out to HP uh, Logic Pro for making the elections happen in the first place. Hey, man. As- hey. hey. Yeah, thanks, Logic Pro. And that 
and Aeon and Mandy for making me feel stupid this week. Um, keeping me in check at least. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, and Derry, any shout outs? Uh, quick shout out to uh, Ron for helping me with uh, pre-sound checks. Thanks for all the feedback. And shout out to my bed because you're going to be very comfortable here in the next few minutes when I go lay down. Alright. And uh, let's see. Pokey's already given a shout out and expelled. Any shout outs? Yeah, shout out to the Dust community. Um, so thank you for all the Dust players who are still logging in every day and being even after um, the shitstorm that happened from the EVE uh, fan fest. So thank you, Dust players. And a shout out to all the um, CPM candidates. So please contact me and check me on your STV vote. Absolutely. And the one and only, Sarai Zell. Thank you very much. Um, so uh, <laughs> shout out to, to my alliance, the top men. Uh, shout out to CCP Rotati for um, doing more to produce a decent game than dozens of other developers have in, in a much longer amount of time with many more resources at their disposal. Um, my personal short appeal to CCP Rotati is please make my Swarm Launcher worth using again. And um, uh, one one last shout out to uh, the Podside crew for, again, allowing us to use their, uh, their uh, Mumble and their uh, live stream server and generally getting us started and uh dairy for actually doing the streaming absolutely and i've got a couple quick shout outs um as always i appreciate the work with the podside crew uh for getting set up and again providing us the kind of some of the architecture to uh to do this and, and you know big shout out to the community when we started the the biomass podcast it, it literally was sort of like came together in about a week or so we've been kind of kicking around but um Pokey and Sarai put a, a ton of work, in, as does Derry, just a ton of work into this thing. And it's, it really does seem like a lot of guys just hanging out and talking on comms, which there is some of that. But I highly recommend you go to the biomass.net pod site, uh, biomass.net uh, you know, website. The guys have done a lot of work on it. Uh, we're getting some blogs put up. You can find all our episodes there. Um, and, and really to, to the community that's given us feedback for the last you know couple, three months that we've been doing this, it's been a really interesting thing from like, I know nothing about like podcasting. I know nothing about YouTubing. I know nothing about any of that shit. Uh, what I do know about is playing video games and having a good time and learning how to get along with people. And I, I've had an interesting perspective on that uh, being on this podcast and then, you know, kind of guest spotting on a couple other podcasts out there, but I really appreciate all the feedback the community's given us. And, and the one thing I kind of offer you is that a lot of people say dust is dead. It, it might be, or maybe it's just in a state of transition and that's okay. Uh, because what they're doing right now is engaging the community and we are that community, no matter what game we play, no matter where that game is, we're all connected through, uh, you know, things out of game mostly. And that's one of the beautiful things I would say about CCP to a degree. I mean, they do a lot of bad things, but one thing they've done very well, is set the conditions for a really vibrant and very interesting player community to come together. And there's no man in this chat channel. There's nobody on this show. There's nobody in my corp, my alliance that I would have ever bumped into had it not been for dust. And I am greatly appreciative of that uh, you because know, I've actually made some real legit friends out of this. And I, I certainly appreciate it. So shout out to the community and shout out to the Podside team and the guys here at Biomass. And with that, we're going to bring this episode to a close. And we'll be seeing you next week, guys. Thanks.